Adolf Hitler. The dentist. Silly, pathetic girly. Silly, pathetic woman. Macho dickhead. Okay, all right. Whoa. Whoa. Hey. Hot chick. I understand we were in rough times. It's, there's a lot going on. Everyone's a little bit on edge. But, you know, Adolf Hitler, macho dickhead, that's a bit much. Can we get the... Uh, just, you know, the good old-fashioned intro, you know, it's good enough for your grandpa, it's good enough for you, that kind of thing. How about that? Pop Talk and Aliens, the William Clear podcast. We are going to okay, hear a lot of okay. lies. Right. Okay. What was that lies thing? Uh, I think I, it was the beginning of another episode that I was... Uh, cannibalizing for this one it was just me talking about lies you know we're going to be talking about lies why was the hot chick swearing at us she's upset dude she's depressed she's thinking about hitler and going to the dentist and macho dickhead i think she called me a macho dickhead or was that just something she was saying in general was that aimed at us or was it just stream of consciousness what was going on (laughs) i i have a feeling it was just stream of consciousness because okay. she said something about a silly, pathetic girl before that, too. So hmm. I think she was just, she's in a bad mood. We all are. It's very tough right now. The, you know, it's never-ending election. We have the coronavirus. It's, it's the 2020s. Everyone's got them. You know, it's like a condition. Mm-hmm. By the way, this is Pop Talking Aliens. It is a podcast. I'm William Clear. I'm joined by Charlie Crabtree. And we're going to talk some Mandalorian. Hmm. Do a little mid-season recap for you how you doing charlie very good very good this uh i'm excited to talk about this half season it's been freaking awesome it's really good yeah it's funny even now and we discussed in a past episode how i've been like staying off of social media and stuff i still get tagged on any article that has anything to do with star wars or the mandalorian and they keep and everything i've seen was kind of slightly negative and i couldn't believe it like the last, very last episode, they said it might as well have been called The Side Mission because it was so side mission, <laughs> which like, you know, Dave Filoni's kind of known for, like I'll have story arcs and then just go hardcore side mission and then come right back out and it almost doesn't even tie in. But they're always fun, right? Like we talk about the, uh, the, the biker chicks uh, from yeah. the Clone Wars, like four they story three, arc. Right. Yeah, four, four stories for them. But I heard that about this last one. I'm like, what the fuck? Like they're tying back into like the main crew. There's big stuff at the end. I'm not going to get ahead of ourselves, but well, yeah. But well, obviously, if you're if you're watching or listening to this, you've probably seen the Mandalorian up to this point. So spoilers will be rife uh, throughout yeah. the the thing. So you know, it goes without. I mean, if you saying. haven't, why would you watch this before you watched that or listen? I don't to know. It? I I always wonder. Whenever there's a YouTube review, there'll be like a non-spoiler review sometimes. I'll see that and I'll be like, yeah, why, why are you having a non-spoiler review? Like someone's going to go to YouTube to watch some <laughs> fucking dickheads like us <laughs> talking about a show that they're waiting to see or like, I, yeah. I got to check with, with Bill and, and Charlie before we go, <laughs> before I go watch this. I got to make sure it's cool. Yeah, this maybe, maybe it won't be so good. I might have to skip it. Let's see what Bill and Charlie have to say first. <laughs> right. they'll, take, they'll take us through the episode in some odd way where they dodge 
all of the major plot points. But it, and, spoiler uh, alert, they know we're going to like it anyways. It's not like we're going to come back there. Oh, it's fucking horrible. Yeah, I, I, I have not disliked a minute of this season of The Mandalorian. I, I don't understand. I, I, I get it with, with the side mission type thinking. But, Did you oh, see by the, the same way, thing where they, they said it might as well be called the side mission? I know, I didn't the name see of the that, episode. No. No, side mission. That's <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty funny. That is. I thought, but I think the second episode would have been the side mission more than this one because, like you said, this one he goes back to see the original crew. It t- there's things that tie in at the end, and I don't know. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get back to it, like you said. But it's the same way. I I try to stay off social media as much as possible. And I, I will always get something like that. Every time there's some Star Wars development, I get a text or I get a fucking tag and I can't, I can't avoid it. And with Mandalorian, I really try and stay off the spoilers. I don't want to know anything. I, I just really want to go into every episode completely fresh, not knowing a damn thing. And it's been, you know, it's been successful so far. The only thing I've heard are things after the fact, like you just described. Well, two, two of the big off-season spoilers and fan theories, and they turn out to be kind of true. I mean, you'll get into the episodes, but like the two big things I heard were uh, Fett and Ahsoka. So, yeah. And, and they're both here, like within a couple episodes of each other. Right. Well, and I mean, if you're going to have spoilers that come true, I'll take those. Yeah. As the... Uh, although I have a, a sneaking suspicion that we won't, we're not even going to see her in in this in this season. I'm, I'm a little like they're really going to draw it out, and then it's going to go five side missions in a row, and then the final one, like it'll turn to the camera and it'll be her standing there, and she'll say like two words, and then I, I'm a little worried about that too. Knowing how Filoni operates, I mean, all right, let's. Let's go back. Let's go back to the beginning, and then we'll work our way. Sure, sure. Do all of this because yeah. it is. I yeah. mean, obviously, yeah. where we are in the season right now is pivotal. Uh, yes. So yeah. we'll, we could spend the whole time talking about it, but let, let's recap to where we started off. We started off. First episode was called "The Marshal," and uh, the marshal turned out to be Timothy Oliphant, not to be confused with Timothy Timothy Elephant, or an elephant. Or an, an elephant. There is no Timothy elephant that I, I don't know. Uh, I would name my elephant that if I had one. But so he comes in. The, the Mandalorian ship is broken and he has to get it fixed. Or no, that's the beginning of all the rest of the other episodes. In this one, he does not have his, his ship is not broken. He go, He starts off with uh, going to the, the, the Morian guard fights mm-hmm. to meet with a one-eyed John Leguizamo played that part. I'm told. Leguizamos, yep. Leguizamo as, uh, yeah, he, he was the Cyclops. Yep. And, uh, you know, isn't it funny, just side note, that, that uh, anytime there's a one-eyed person, they call him like a Cyclops. But really, from what I understand, and I'm not, I'm not a scholar, so correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Cyclops in Greek mythology was actual, just the name of a guy who had one eye. You know, I don't know that I knew that. I didn't know that until... Just anything with one eye is a cyclops. That's, that's what I thought. That's the general, uh, I think, prevailing... But like if, if someone is missing an eye, right, or is, goes blind in an eye, you don't call them a cyclops, so... <laughs> I think it has to be... I has to be the center? Okay. 
<laughs> one eye dead center Cyclops, Cyclops Davis Jr. Like no one says that. You know what I mean? That's fucked up. <laughs> it's just they're automatically named that. So Cyclops, because we don't even know what his name. I mean, I'm sure he's named, but Cyclops, uh, he's gonna tell the Mandalorian where some uh Mandalorians are. Uh turns out he just wants to steal his best car, and Mandalorian uses whistling birds, kills everybody, and then ruthlessly ties up Cyclops upside down to let him get killed by those red-eyed monsters. And then, That's right. uh, yeah. I, I won't just describe every episode, but just, just to get us going. And he's at Tatooine. Here comes Amy Sedaris. Sedaris. Yep. And uh, immediately we get, and, and we get this throughout, particularly that episode, this sort of like, oh, look at that stuff. I, I've heard some people complain about that. What do you like mean? we see R five D four come in, and he, and you can clearly see that his motivator's fixed, you know. Back from, oh, it's it, you're you're saying you think it's exactly the same robot, not just that model, but the actual one that had a bad motivator look. Yeah, yeah, because she says R five, and then I mean maybe it's like an R five unit, but it, she says R five, and then he comes it comes in, and then there's a, a shot that's like gratuitously from behind him where there's like this welding stuff. Right. Yep. You know, so it's like, I went back yeah, and looked after you said it. I don't even think I caught it the first time. Yeah. That was actually, I, I don't catch things the first time. Usually I have to go back, but that was one I actually saw at the time. And I was like, Oh, he got his motivator fixed. And then they got the pit droids doing their thing. And uh, you know, what do you think? Do you think of that? Do you think there's over fan cert? Because in that same episode, we're going to find the crate dragon. So we're finally going to see what those bones were. They, they are really like, they're pulling kitchen sinking at this point a little bit. I mean, I like it cause it's cool. And why not? What else are the fuck are they doing with that? What happened to that poor R5 unit with a bad motivator? Oh, here he is. Right. I, you know, I, I think, uh, and we also have to remember that this series does not, the series takes place. I've heard John Favreau himself say six years after Return of the Jedi, but then I've heard other people say other things. But I'm gonna take it from him that it's right. six years. So it's only been like ten years or so since episode four, maybe. Right? Maybe less. Maybe we don't less. really know how much time passed between episode four and Return of the Jedi. So I, I mean, the first Star Wars movie's like a day, and then it's like, you know, two or three years pass between that episode. I don't know, how long is The Empire Strikes Back? Well, very little time has to pass between Empire Strikes Back and Jedi because they're making the plan to go get Lando and everything, and then, like, right. it starts right. there. So probably, and you're right, episode four is like a day. Three or, three or four months in between, probably. Yeah. I mean, they put yeah. a plan together, but the plan, you know, you don't plan for a whole year to go save someone who is in the process of getting murdered. <laughs> possibly so right. it was probably a quick right. plan that they threw together um and then the end of that empire into return of the jedi i mean how long is that yeah that can't that can't be long because yeah that's like you said the, the the plan wouldn't have taken that long and so before between four and five is probably the longest period of time maybe that's a year well they build that hoth base 
I, I so can't like, imagine it's that long if he's if, if Darth Vader is obsessed with finding young Skywalker. I don't think he was like, oh, I'm gonna take a year and then and then I'll start searching for him. It had to have been more time though. Well, it had to because they had to build the base and all that stuff. Yeah, it takes a long time to build one of those base bases. <laughs> it takes a long time to build one. Of, well, and that they had to get that fucking ion cannon set up. Yeah, that took a while. Yeah, it so, takes a while. But nevertheless, it's not that long since Episode Four. So to see R five D four in Mos Eisley repaired is really not that big of a deal. Not right? a big and deal. I, no, right. the way that they know, they repurpose and use everything on that planet like of course right like it's going to be back in action nothing is forever on tattooing gawas are carrying everything around so everything is going to show up again in a sand crawler at some point everything those guys do not they will raid a fucking sarlacc pit clearly to get boba fett's armor which is what we see when Timothy Oliphant walks in to the bar in the, this is the third most city that we've, we've been in most Elgo now. Right. Where, you, where we find uh, Timothy Oliphant at bar. Did you think now, so he's clearly wearing Boba Fett's armor. There's, there's no ambiguity. Did you think that he was Boba Fett for any amount of time? Zero. Same. Yeah. Zero. He's all skinny and stuff. And Yeah. I think well, also, I, I mean, way. we also know what Boba Fett is supposed to look like at that basic age. Well, before Boba he took m- the mask off, like, though. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, no. I didn't even then think it for a second. Same. Even when, yeah, even when he was standing there and I saw the armor, I was like, well, that's not him. So, Tim, uh, Timothy Oliphant's character, his name, is, his name is Cobb Vant. And Charlie, I, I want, a lot of people know this now, but at the time... Only the super fans knew that. I have in my vile clutches here a copy of the book Star Wars Aftermath, which came out in uh, in 1905. No, actually, it came out in 2015. Uh-huh. And uh, so it's part of the. I, I know you hate this word, but it's part of the new canon. This so is acceptable. Of, yeah, it's like everything counts now. Yeah. And um, you know, now that we're talking, now that we're talking Mandalorian, enough of this. Uh, generic background let's get some star wars in here up in this let's get uh the controversial <laughs> we'll talk about this in a little bit you're Go witnessing genocide right over Gen- committing some right genocide. You. so in in this book charlie uh, aftermath this is the first of a trilogy of books that takes place right after return of the jedi like immediately you know and uh in in it there's a character named cobb vant and he is a marshal and he uh, encounters another guy, and they uh, come across some Jawas with a box of uh, with, has a helmet and uh, all of the Boba Fett stuff. And uh, the guy withdraws the helmet and he looks at it and he says, uh, "Mandalorians knew how to make armor, didn't they? Look at this." And then uh, Cobb, the Timothy Oliphant character, says, uh, "I think I might actually take that home with me." The guy says, "I think not." And he starts talking and talking and talking, and then Timothy Oliphant shoots him, takes the armor, and says, next time you want to pretend to be a gunfighter, best to shoot first and talk later. Bye now. Wow. Okay. So there's a couple things about that. The first is, that's the first time a character has come from strictly a book 
far as I know, and I'm, I'm, yeah, I know. Strictly from a book and been put into live action. That's never happened before. That's cool. So nerds like me are, were completely stoked to see that, that they adapted it. But then there were nerds who were like all happy about it. And then they complained that in the flashback, when Timothy Oliphant shows how he got the, 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 the uh, Boba Fett armor, he doesn't show him shooting the guy. No, he tells it in a much nicer way. Yeah. He needed to do it to protect the town, right? Yeah. That's, that's why and how he got it. Yeah. Is that what happens in the book, that he does it to protect that small mining village? Uh, I, didn't, I didn't go back and read like the whole thing. Um, but he is a marshal and he is like, uh, he is at odds with this mining company, you know, that's trying to take everything over. Cause in this book, like, you know, the criminals are taking over the, the, the galaxy now that there's a vacuum and everything. It's, it's basically the way they talk about it in the series. It's just the circumstances are slightly different. And I think that it's ridiculous to complain about that because I think the fact that they are finally pulling things out of the source material that they said they didn't have is awesome because they they could have just said oh the guy some guy had it in one of the books found Boba Fett's armor let's just pretend that it's changed hands now and have a new guy have it but instead they were like no no let's let's get the guy from the book who got the armor and just have him be in this episode but was he also tough but fair in in that book uh it's it seems like it I mean he he shot the guy but he the guy tried to you know the guy was trying to swindle him and stuff and eventually he he just he had to shoot him. It goes on for a couple of pages between him taking the armor and, and Cobb shooting him. So yeah, tough but fair, I think. Okay. Okay. Do you think <laughs> a casting director has ever read like the words the marshal in a script and didn't think of Timothy Oliphant? No. Not since nineteen probably not since, not since not, Tommy Lee Jones has anyone ever been more appropriate to cast as a marshal? At one thinking? point. It, yeah, at, what, at one point, a transition happened where it was always Tommy Lee Jones, and now it's just Timothy Oliphant. And every time there's a marshal. In the new series of Fargo, there's a fucking marshal. <laughs> like, he was a marshal on two different shows at the same time and exactly this, and acted exactly the same way. Like, per, like, you could have swapped those characters in and out. In Fargo, he's a Mormon. Um, but like he, other, other than that, he's exactly the same. Wasn't he a marshal in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? He was at least uh, yeah, a cowboy. something like that. And then, of course, you know he's he's the sheriff in uh, what's it called? The HBO uh, God. Come on, the cowboy show HBO. They just had the uh, Deadwood. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where the transition happened. It was Deadwood. After Once that, Deadwood like, happened, oh, this is what a marshal is. Yeah, yeah. From now on, marshal. So anyway, so uh, him and the, so Mandal- he takes his helmet off immediately, and uh, Mandalorian gets pissed off. They're going to have a gunfight right there in the bar, and they make a bargain. Hey, this crate dragon keeps fucking up the town. Let's take it out. And then they go hang out with some Tusken Raiders, a.k.a. Sand People, mm-hmm. who, uh, you know, they eventually help them. It's, it's kind of a side mission to start the show. I mean, they introduced the Boba Fett armor thing, and that's important. And they continue to show that, like, the Mandalorians, you know, also tough but fair. Like, okay, I won't kill you if you make a deal with me to get the armor. Yeah, but to, to start the season, like, he's got nowhere to go. He knows he's supposed to deliver 
the child to some kind of people somewhere. He's got vague information. He's looking for other Mandalorians to back him up to be able to do it. So it's not like, you know, there's no time out. He's just trying to find his way through space to find some vague group of people that are going to do something. So the, well, the right, fact I mean, that there are so many side missions and him going different places, because he's not really sure where the fuck to go. It's not like he has a map. He's like, all right, this is where I need to take you. But first, we're going to kill a crate dragon, and then we're also going to go, you know, on this other adventure for no reason. Like, he's finding his way. Yeah. No, I, of it's, course. It's a journey. I, the show he, is a journey. Yes, he has to. He can't. If he just showed up, at, I mean, he has no, yeah, he has no idea where to go. So he, he's got to go somewhere. It's, just, it's the fact that the whole episode, you know, I, look, I, I loved it. I loved the episode. I loved it. You, for me, every, all of Star Wars could just take place on Tatooine and I'd be fine with it. Yeah. I love Tatooine. Sure. I love that the, the, the Mandalorian is riddled with desert planets. Basically, every planet they go to is a desert planet, except for that one that, uh, where he met Gina Carano in season one. Mm -hmm. It was like a nice foresty planet. Right. Aside from that, pretty much deserts. A lot of deserts, man. Or lava, lava-based deserts. Yeah, a lot of lava. <laughs> yeah, they, they could do like a, a Western in Tatooine. It could be just Deadwood. It would still have Timothy Oliphant there. And it would just be like a Western where they never left like the small mining town where people get drunk and in fights and he's got to break them up and stuff. Maybe they can work Timothy Oliphant into the uh, Obi-Wan series as either that Marshall or another one. Because that's going to, I would assume, take place mostly on Tatooine. Right. Yeah, I mean, that would be years earlier, but he, he could still be like a young, I don't know, whatever. But uh, anyway, they, they fight the, the crate Dragon with the Sand People. And Charlie, I've always thought it was funny that the Tusken Raiders are referred to as Sand People. I mean, it's just lazy. They live in the sand. I know, but it's like something that a child would come up with. Well, sand it's, a, people. it's a, a movie for children, so I guess so, right? I, I, I just, I, I love it. I love it that they're just called that. Back in the day, when we first started liking Star Wars, the characters were just called what they looked like. Walrus right. Man, Snaggletooth, right. Sand Hammerhead. People, Hammerhead. Sand people. Yeah, they, would, just, they were just called what they, what they were or looked like. Yeah. <laughs> Cyclops. Yeah. All right. So they, they they're victorious uh, in the uh, in the in the crate dragon. Battle. You didn't even talk about whether or not you liked a crate dragon. I seem to remember you not being stoked that there was a crate dragon at all that you got to see, and it's all in all its glory. Because like the first thing you see in Star Wars is obviously, um, you know the the, the space battle. But then, like, when it really becomes Star Wars, where it's like, all right, this is like a universe all its own, it's them landing on Tatooine, you see the bones of a crate dragon on that ridge with C-3PO and R2-D2, these guys. And it is kind of like one of the first things you think is, like, what the fuck did that thing look like? That's one I, of the I, first things, like, that you, like, imagine, like, what the hell, like, what the hell was that thing as a living, living being? Yeah, that's, it's... I, it's something that it grew on me after watching it a couple of times. The first time I totally enjoyed it. I thought it was great. The cooperation 
with them and the sand people and the fact that Timothy Oliphant hates him and the, I, all of that. And, and the fact that the Mandalorian can like chill with them. I, I love that, the different side of it. And then when they were battling the thing, like the, the battle was fucking great and it ended awesome with them jet, pack, jet packing up to him and then uh, Mandalorian knocks the jet pack off of him so he can't go up with him and he shocks him in his mouth with that thing that he used in the, the first episode. Remember he shocked that creature? Right. Very, oh, yeah, very, very yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. there's that. Yeah, I, I grew to love it. And it was because, yes, it was because of that. Like, you know, I remember the storybook of Star Wars had one of the pictures was just like a full page layout of C-3PO standing on a little ridge with that crate dragon skeleton. Yeah, that's like one of the first things where you're like, what the hell? And it makes it seem like, how cool is it that they go to a planet and they don't even show like a creature, they just show the skeleton of a creature. That, so that, like, that's... not only is that imaginative, but then on top of it, you have to use your own imagination to imagine what it looked like fully fleshed out. It's like, that's pretty cool, right? It, oh, it's, it's classic George Lucas. And I think that that whole movie, and it's like, that's one of the little things that like represents so many other things that he did back then to jog your own imagination by just putting this thing. Probably in. had to like, do with budget, by the way. Like, oh, sure, too. Uh, how are we going to make this crate dragon go in? A, no, let's just, we'll show it's dead bones. <laughs> you can imagine it. <laughs> There's a those lot of those that things, work. I think, that were, yeah, that, like for budgetary reasons. But like, you know, there's like the mention of the Clone Wars, but there's no explanation as to what that was or anything. It's just, right. you know, your imagination goes wild. So now we finally get to see Crate Dragon. I think my main issue with it was that they, that they had to eat the egg at the end. Like all right, they, all right. When they're like they holding the, the episode, egg up. Well, it's just because they had the episode in the first season where he goes to get the dragon out of a cave and then the big egg is like the big payoff, right? So it was like this one, it was like another egg. Well, I like them. It wasn't the big payoff. It was just like they're either going to raise one so they can try to have their own crate dragon, or it's really good eating. You know, it could be some delicacy. Well, there was some. Know? I mean, Mando took a fucking huge cut of chop. Yeah, that thing. So that shit's probably delicious, Bill. It must be because he took a lot of it. And then when uh, Amy yeah. Sedaris saw it, she was like super fired up about eating it too. Also, they had to have that because they do have to explain how the fuck Boba Fett got out of the Sarlacc pit. So I think that it is setting something up for later. One, it shows how Mando flew down his stomach and then got out of it, right? Right. Got his way out of it. And then also they explain that they are big enough to eat Sarlaccs. That was the coolest thing that is one of, literally, honestly, one of the coolest things I've ever heard someone say in Star Wars was that that thing ate a Sarlacc. Right. The exactly. The almighty Sarlacc, Charlie. Yeah, right, right. So is that how Boba Fett got out? Like he was just, because you're going to be digested slowly for a thousand years. I don't know how many of those years you could survive. That's what like, I always wonder. Does it feed you while you're in there? Because it's like, oh, it's going to be this torturous thing. But it's like, well, no, because after seven days, he's going to die of lack of water. But like, you know, maybe there's like this way where it just, it, it gets tentacles into you and like, uh, you know, IV drips into, you know, water into your body and gives you just enough food to stay alive because the thing wants you to be tortured. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it wants his... <laughs> 
And also, you're only going to live for like 100 years anyways. You're just going to die of natural causes. So you're not really going to be tortured to death for a 1,000 years ever, no matter what. I have been thinking about this since I was nine years old. <laughs> <laughs> it like puts your body in this like mummified state where you just are barely alive. Your body oh is God. just very, very slowly aging. Slows down serpent, the aging process. Serpent in the rainbow where you're just like, you can't move, but you're alive and you know that this thing's torturing you, it's painful. I swear, because yeah, ever since I first heard that line when I was a little kid, I thought, well, how long you be, you're not gonna be alive for that thousand years. You're gonna, yeah, like you just said, like you're gonna, you're gonna die of dehydration or the stomach acid or whatever the fuck else is in there. So it's like the thousand years, it's like, well, it sucks, but like, I'm it's also, like how do they know it. that? How would you know that? Like, That's, this is something that was alive a thousand years ago and we're 500 years in and it's still being digested or something, or maybe wherever you know the Sarlacc has his leavings, there were some space archaeologists that carbon dated something and they figured out it was a thousand years old and it had just come out of him so it must have taken a thousand years to digest when they uh an empire strikes back during the asteroid field battle and they flew into that monster were they slowly being like digested and they didn't even know it there's this thing where like you can fly into creatures and live inside there a lot it's like a george lucas thing that he kind of comes back to yeah like that mist in there like no, you guys were actually being digested. I mean, it would take over a thousand years to completely digest you. So you probably didn't notice anything. Like when you left, your skin was probably really dry, right? Yeah, you were, you were being digested by a space slug or whatever the fuck that thing was. <laughs> For a thousand years. And this crate dragon fucking ate that thing. And maybe that's how Boba Fett got out. Uh, we don't know. I think there is actually a mention in this book of something. but so Or he had a shocker is, stick. So, I mean, I always figured that it really shouldn't, of all people, I always thought it wouldn't be that problematic for him to get out of there. He, I mean, no. he's got armor, he's got st weapons and stuff. It's like, I, of all people, like, I don't see it as being he got a jet pack, and there's just a gaping hole at the top of it that he had to fall down anyway, so just fly right back out of that fucking hole. Yeah, and I think, I think he still had his jet pack at the top. I mean, Boba Fett's jet pack sucks. We know that. Well, it had like one charge in it and it hit and it flew down and yeah, that was it. it was but even swallowed. in the Mandalorian, he just like, just like bumps it and just falls off. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> true. It's, it's not the best that Beskar can buy, you know, well, for, for Boba Fett. And to be fair, he's not a true Mandalorian either. He's Boba not. Fett is not a Mandalorian. So he, maybe he didn't get like the secret user guide. Right. He got like a, like, you know, he built his own versus like, getting it made by the guild in the right way right like it's kind of it's kind of like kylo ren's lightsaber because yeah exactly aftermarket piece of shit <laughs> off brand yeah i can rock it so okay but I, you know look i eventually i eventually grew to love it i love that episode i've watched all the episodes of the season multiple times now. i think it's better than last season and i loved last season same but so uh Amy Sedaris tells him, I guess this, now we're in the second episode, which takes place, oh, the second episode, 
was one of the greatest beginnings I thought. Oh, and we got to see the sand people walk in single file. How cool was that? I'm glad you reminded me that. They walked in single file. They don't miss. No, they didn't miss anything. They never miss a goddamn thing on this show, Charlie. Also, they're up like high up and they're just kind of looking down at them and they're going somewhere else. They don't call like any attention to it. You just got to know to look for it. No, I didn't. That's something I didn't notice the first time either. I think you may. No, it never, it never occurred to me. It, no, it I, never I occurred think, to me. And then I went back. Yeah. I, I don't, I, remember, I saw a picture or something that reminded me that they did that. I didn't notice when I was watching it the first time around. So the second episode takes place. It starts immediately after that. And, he, and, and they're trying to like rope Mandalorian and they, they trip him up on a speed wreck. Oh, I'm sorry. We do need to talk about Timothy Oliphant's speeder bike maybe or maybe not being Anakin Skywalker's pod racer. Or the uh, the bar that they're in looked like pieces of uh, one of the Jabba sales barges. And I had said that to you, and you're like, no, there's no fucking way. That's stupid. And then it turns out, yeah, you gave me hell about that one, too. I, I one, really you hated didn't. the Great Dragon, too. <laughs> you didn't like that it was part of, uh, possibly part of his barge. And they are out in the Dune Sea, right? Uh, I think they are. They make a reference to it. But I, I just want to clarify for the audience okay. who I am as a person. <laughs> when you told me about that, I was just like, uh, I don't know. That was my reaction. Oh, man, you might be right. Because I thought maybe that's too much stuff. But also in that book, I do believe it actually says that they, that they had scoured his sail barge too. And if they were at the Sarlacc pit getting armor, most certainly they would have taken sail barge stuff too so yeah you're you're right but i don't think i Maybe told you right. to shut up or you're no, stupid <laughs> i think there might be some of the sail bar will you shut the fuck <laughs> up <laughs> it's too much at this point it's too much everything from the original show can't be worked in here anything that wasn't like like the jawas anything that wasn't strapped down feloni and uh, favreau grabbed for their own Repurposed no, it, it just like a couple of Jawas. Just like a, they are like a couple of Jawas, just toting around the sand crawler full of goodies all the time for us. That's, that's right. But actually, no, I think you're right, and I think it actually says. I'm, I'm looking every time I look down. I'm looking at that book. It's sitting on the floor. Uh, it's. I think they say in that book too that they they ransacked that uh, that sail barge. But there's there's a uh, talk, and certainly it looks. Like Timothy Oliphant's speeder might be repurposed from Anakin Skywalker's pod racer. That was another thing I brought up to you. And you're like, no, you're getting yeah. sick of it at that point. Cause I kept saying, what about this thing? And, Cause you don't know. So like, okay, this, if it looks like it kind of, and it reminds you of it, now you have to look at, is it? I'm, I'm starting to think the general rule on the show is if it if, may look like it, it is. It, it. is. <laughs> well, no one, it, it, it's definitely the same style, right? Well, like I did same, not. I, I did not disagree with you engine. that it was. Yes, I did not disagree with you that it was a pod racer. Right, right. And, right. and you you pointed that out because I didn't. That's another. I just things go by me. For, that's why I watched it over and over again. Because I but don't notice as, as you know from like you know not only not only watching the movie with the pod races, but then playing the video game that had all the pod racing in it. Like all the engines are totally different and look different. So it, 
was definitely the same engine type that yeah. he had to a T. Whether or not it was actually his is another thing. He built his own, but like I doubt he built it from scrap up. So it might be a common model, but it was definitely the same engine type. Yeah, which is awesome. One way or the other, you know, maybe if it's Anakin's, it's just too many coincidences. But, you know, I mean, I, I don't I don't care. Which is weird, though, because if you think of this, if you go and watch like the, the pod race scene, nobody has the same kind of engine. So it does seem like they're very, very custom made. Yeah. Yeah. It isn't like, you know, Ford versus Chevy. And there's like, you know, it's the same type of stuff. It's just slightly different engines or components. It's like you make your own jet engine and everyone makes it a different way. So yeah, it one guy has me four. to think it is right. Exactly. And, Some and of them are huge. Name, his name, much like the old stars names that are just what they are. The guy's name is Ben Quadraneros. <laughs> because he drives a four engine. He's four speeder. <laughs> so it was like, did his name come? Did he decide to have a pod racer with four engines because his name was Quadraneros? Or did he rename himself Quadraneros? Because right. of the four engines, or did it just not have anything to do with anything? Coincidence. Bill, I got this character. Uh, he's like a gunslinger guy. He's got really fast hands, and you know he's out in space by himself all the time. Han Solo. Yes, perfect. <laughs> you know, Charlie. My name is George Lucas, and you know, <laughs> my whole dream is just to, you know, get out of here and fly and drive cars and just you know get out in the sky walk around you know luke's lucas luke skywalker he walks in the sky perfect you know there's a place where uh the millennium falcon needs to land when it's uh fixing its hyperdrive i was thinking there'd be a guy named lando <laughs> god <laughs> that's all right i've taken it i've taken it a step too far <laughs> but there are there are so so many of those so many and solo it was always one of those i i that's why i never i never really liked it that he was named after whatever but that's a whole other story um i wish he had named himself in the solo movie i wish the guy had he had been like oh name? i see so it seemed like it was uh like his pirate name or something yeah yeah to make like up he, your coined, own name. he coined himself that but anyway whatever so all right, so I think we've covered, there's a lot to cover in episode one. So we've, we've covered that. We have episode two. And I, I love the Mandalorian's little conflict in the beginning where he, he gives the guy the jetpack, you know, the little dude. It's like, here, here, just take it. Right. Take it. And then he flies him up into the air and he drops him off. And then he just lets, it goes to show you that even though the, 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 the Mandalorian is developing a better moral compass, he's still a fucking ruthless prick when he needs you to. Know, listen. When it comes to their armor and their tools and their stuff, there's, there's zero tolerance. Because like when he's telling Timothy Elephant to take the armor off, he's not fucking around. No, the guy's like, gonna... do we have to do this? We have to do it in front of the kid. Like, really? Is it really coming to this? Like, I used it to protect the town. Like, Timothy Elephant wasn't being a total fuckhead about it. No, like, he wasn't. He's just like, no. And he was, like, he was definitely going to kill him for it. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, no, that just you're right. Zero tolerance. And, it, and as you learn later, like he isn't really a true line of Mandal. Well, we'll get into it, but like he's a zealot, you know, yeah. or from a group of zealots that that are 
uh, extremists on the outside that kind of maybe brainwashed him or trained him in their way, which is out of control, clearly. And so, possibly derivative of uh, the Clone Wars, Death Watch. Right. Death Watch, of course, yeah. So, yeah. So, all right. So, we're, so now we're at, uh, he goes back into the bar and Amy Sedaris is playing uh, cards. She's playing Sabacc with uh, mm-hmm. some fly creature whose name is probably Fly. <laughs> yep. <or something>. yep. <laughs> yep. Um, and, uh, or should be. And then she says, ah, he, you know, he, he knows somebody who knows somebody who knows a Mandalorian. And uh, little little joke in there, too, a little, little Easter egg, no pun intended, in that scene is that she has an idiot's array. That's her winning hand. And that's what, uh, that's from an episode of Rebels. Lando won something by having an idiot's array. I think it's like a full house, you know, in Spock. I don't know. It's not a know. full sabak because that's. I, have, what, I haven't studied. Yeah, the different hands. Or how, those are the only two play. I know. There's an idiot's array, which is, I guess, is really good. I mean, there's people out there that speak Klingon, so I got to be damn sure that there's some kind of sabak club where everyone knows how to play and knows all the actual rules. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. I think people can actually speak Arabesh too. The 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 like weird symbols language. Yeah. That, that they all look at. I think there are people who have looked at enough like signs like actual like pictures of that stuff in the movies that have like pieced together pieces of it so they can read and write in that yeah so just so that yeah so they can be like oh i saw in the preview there's a there's a ship and it's got the the orabesh writing i'm pretty sure that says uh boba fett or something like that you know they, they actually well, like, this just occurred to me is this the exact same cup that they drink the blue milk out of yeah, Does it look much. exactly I, like this I, I thought that you brought that on purpose i didn't i, I didn't i should have I'll go put milk in it and finish the episode drinking. Yeah, milk that's basically what they're what they're using. Uh, so okay, so she she eats some she eats some of the dragon steak. She says, well, "I vouch for this person with my life," and then turns out she just met him. It's the girl with the eggs, creature <laughs> right. with the eggs, and and Mandalorian says, well, "Fuck, I gotta fly. I can't fly at light speed, son of a bitch." And she says, "Well, it's not that far. I just take her to this planet, and she'll introduce you to the Mandalorian." So. At that point, we get to Yoda. Here's the thing about the eggs, all right? So for anyone who doesn't know, there's this big controversy that Yoda, people were canceling baby Yoda because he was committing genocide. people were. I think it was like five people. And I don't know how many. I don't know how big that movement was, but in a, in a rare moment of unity. Because that's, again, that's something I didn't know about this. I wouldn't have known about this, but someone emailed it to me or texted me or something. And so I looked into it and everything, and I saw that just from like screenshots of tweets and stuff, it looked like in, in, a, in a very rare moment of solidarity, Star Wars fans came together to quash this ridiculous notion. Thank God that Yoda was committing genocide by eating a couple, a couple <laughs> of of many unfertilized eggs. This, and she never even said, like, hey, what the fuck? You know, I'm running out of eggs. It was just like, you took a couple. I, also in a made-up universe of made-up creatures that don't exist at all. So, like, it's, you would have thought, like, like, you know, they had him, like, eating, like, California condors and, like, you know, bald eagles and stuff. And just, like, like that they were, oh, my God. It, it, it's almost too stupid to talk about. 
This is a fucking made up thing. Like we're getting upset about baby Yoda genocide. What the fuck? It's it's creatures eating creatures in a made up universe. But I did want to tell you that Daisy Ridley chimed in. She did. Yeah. The one and the reason I I just I wanted to point this out because I think that Daisy Ridley is a wonderful ambassador of Star Wars. She is like of the whole new cast of those movies that that are you know uh, loved by a few and hated by so many um even people in them she is one of the people that is just you know she's just like yeah but during during the beginning of uh, of the quarantine she was doing things on instagram where she would like and she doesn't even have social media but she'd do it through the star wars channel she'd like sit in her pajamas and read kids like books about bb8 and stuff it was fucking adorable so she wrote, she said in some interview, oh, cancel culture. Look, Mando's got to eat. Yoda's got to get strong. That's just that. I'm like, Yoda, do your thing. The creature got to be wow. restored. It was all good. It was beautiful. Very nice. As always, as always for Daisy Ridley. <laughs> She's always lovely. Championing Star Wars. Always doing it. And so well-spoken. <laughs> She's wonderful. I, I don't. I think we can probably leave it at that. I just mm. wanted. To, I, I did want to say that there is some. Yoda has a, a, a further fascination with those eggs than just eating them. They, they go out of their way to show that he's like seeing them, and there's like something about them. And then when he finally sees one come out of the egg, he's like, "Oh my god!" And then you know, at the end of the third episode, he's, he's already playing petting. with it. Yeah. yeah. There's something I think else maybe going on there, but even if there isn't, he ate a couple of fucking eggs. He's figuring out the cycle of life in real time. Because also you know when he's what? putting his hand up to him, like the eggs start kind of slowly moving to it. Yeah. He, he hasn't used the force power since the um that I can remember since like when? Since the the, the rhino last, thing? The no, the last time I can remember him using it was in at the end of the first season when the fire comes. That's oh yeah, yeah, like a flame yeah, trooper, yeah. and he. Yeah, I don't think he's used it since then, and it fucking exhausted his ass when my, when he did that. That's too. right. Yeah, he was out for right. a long time. So I, I don't, I don't, I think he's doesn't really use it so much. Um, I'll tell you what bothers me more than the, him eating eggs a lot more. Yeah, eating stuff. It's in. I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but in the last episode. They take Yoda to a classroom, like a Montessori, a space Montessori. Yeah. Sit there and like a droid's teaching them and stuff. And he sees a kid eating a, a Girl Scout cookie package of macaroons. Yeah, space, space macaroons. They're yeah. not space macaroons, though. No, That's I know. They're just blue macaroons. They're just I know. fucking I know. macaroons. I know. Couldn't they? It, it really honestly annoyed me that that was so earthly. I was like, could you at least not have them come out of a fucking like like foil wooden, package yeah like a foil package and then yeah. it's just macaroons that some half-ass blue food coloring i mean i know that like in the, the cup you're drinking out of is like a plastic cup and they put blue milk in it so it's like is this really any different but yes because they weren't drinking it out of cartons right <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's not right. like he had a jug of fucking Berkeley Farms milk. <laughs> he was just pouring, but it was blue. Right. That was like, and that really annoyed me. I was like, he's just fucking eating macaroons out of a package. 
<laughs> Wait, we're, you're skipping too many episodes ahead. I'm skipping too many ads. I just wanted to talk about, if you're going to be mad about something Yoda ate, it should be the macarons, not the eggs. So, but that whole episode, to me, if you were going to call an episode side mission, it's that one because his only job is to take this creature, this girl with her eggs right. to her planet. And he can't throughout the entire episode because he's running she, away from, broken, he's, he's ditching the fuzz, the, right? Running from the cops. That's right. That's right. <laughs> the fuzz. And the fuzz is Dave Filoni and uh, some other guy. And also Dave Filoni was one of the X-Wing pilots in the, in the last time we saw X-Wing pilots. So, it's, yeah, this, it was the same pi- two pilots that shot up the uh, the gang, right? Bill Bill Burr's gang of people. One of them is different because the first three were direct were all directors. It was Rick Famayua, Deborah Chow, and Dave Filoni were the three. And got then this it. other guy's a new guy. So it's like they got four type they got four X-wing pilots patrolling the outer rim. He had to have done something like maybe he's one of the producers or something. Got to go back and look at that. I mean, he probably is something. I, I, I meant to look that up, but uh, I don't know. I think, I've heard his name. I think maybe he's just an actor. But either way, whatever. He, uh, that, that's the whole reason that that episode happens. But I also thought that even though it was a side mission, that, it, that was enthrallingly entertaining. That episode. Oh, spiders and stuff? Yeah, it was kind of like video game-ish, but like... Yeah, coolest. but remember the Star Wars comics? They always had like weird creatures and monsters that they had to get away from. And I, I, I like that kind of stuff. Oh, always. More, yeah, more from mean, that, that universe. Getting out of, like you said earlier, get flying out of a, a, of a snake's mouth. Uh, you know, they go to the garbage compactor and of course the little the creature's got to pop up. Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon that- can't even get to fucking the feed city without getting chased by three fish. Uh, right, 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 right. Yeah, I love it. I love that stuff. Do, do you think that those spiders were just there? They were just, you know, like waiting to hatch and do their thing? Or is it the fact that Yoda ate one and it, maybe Yoda ate one and then like, you know, the hive mind went nuts and it, it set off a chain of events? Because he's just kind of walking through. And he's like, oh, look at this. Everything he sees that's alive, that's smaller than him, the motherfucker eats it. He's like, he's becoming like a little, a little, like a baby. Like he's growing up a little more. Now he walks all the time and he right. makes a lot more noise and he wants right. to fucking eat everything that he sees. My, my thought, and yeah, I, I'm an idiot about stuff. My, my thought was that they were just like hibernating or something. And so, yeah, it was like a hive mind type of thing. So it's like. When yeah, then one of them one, gets it, eaten and then they all, it, they all start springing to life. Yeah. And then there's like their queen one that. I right. thought like him shooting those things, trying to shoot those things off one by one and trying to the, like deci- trying to decide like, am I going to just try and pick these off one by one? That's never going to work or just get in the fucking ship. And then when he finally like earns, I thought at some point Baby Yoda was going to use the force to get rid of them, but they didn't go that easy route. They, he had to f- burn them just before they got into the cockpit, which was well, listen, thought, that whole thing was awesome. Also, a side mission that could be explaining future events, right? Because it's the second time that those uh, X-Wing sheriffs have shown up to find out what the hell Mando's up to. So we have not seen the last of those guys. They're going to keep coming back. They might play into something later. 
but you don't know if they're setting up like some future stuff too. Like you have to have some unknown stuff in a season. Like sometimes a side mission actually in hindsight is like a main storyline. Well, Maybe not this one. Cause it's a, it, it literally is space space spider for like 10 minutes of a, you know, 25 minute episode, but them coming at the end to kind of bail them out. And like, they let them go. Cause they saved, you know, they, I don't know. They, they well, took out I, the Imperial people on that uh, ship. That, that's kind of, that's important though, because it's almost, he's, he basically kind of got his record clean, I think. Kind of. Right. Right. Like, I don't think he was completely off the hook, but it was like, you know, it, like I have a feeling that he doesn't have to be quite as afraid of the Republic as much. He just needs to fix his transponder or whatever the fuck they were so obsessed about him having. Right. Should mention probably uh side note that Boba Fett showed up at the end of the last episode. Oh yeah. We, we, we missed episode. that. Well, what we suspect is him. Oh no. Well, well, we confirmed, we confirmed it's the same actor. So it is Tamora looking, Morrison. And here's another thing, Charlie. Looking Ryan, old I, and digested, by the way. It did look like he had been digested for at least a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, not the full. Definitely not. I mean, well, obviously not the full thousand, but maybe you know. He, but all his hair was gone. Was, his eyebrows were gone and stuff. Skin yeah, his face watching. was all fucked up. I um, again to illustrate why I'm 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 so stupid and and have to. Rewatch things. That's why, like, even when I do this podcast, one of the reasons that, it, that, like, I don't come out with episodes more regularly is because, like, even if I'm doing like an alien thing, it's like I gotta, I gotta watch and read things kind of over again to Same. make sure I oh caught everything. I don't know the name of anything ever. Shit flies by me. I so I really gotta lock it down. And when he, when he walked past camera, now granted he was backlit. He didn't. You couldn't really see his face a whole lot. But I didn't say, oh, my God, Boba Fett. Or I, it wasn't until they were running the ending credits and it said Tamora Morrison that I was like, oh, my fucking God. That's, I mean, he played Django Fett, but he obviously right. he played all the clones. He, so right. he is Boba Fett. I mean, <laughs> he could technically be another clone, but what would be the point of that? Something that ties to the Boba Fett story because he's hunting Boba Fett's armor one way or another. So he's either yeah. a clone or it's it's him. And if you're going to go that fucking far, why would you wimp out and be like, oh, it's not actually Boba Fett. He actually did die. Right. Sort of like, you know, takes a shit every once in a while and this armor came out. Like, oh, that's not a really good story arc. <laughs> right? Like he, he had to have never... gotten out. Or like, yes, he got out of the Sarlacc and, um, and he died of of natural causes and then people have been stealing his armor back and forth and i'm just <laughs> trying to track it down for him died like you know four episodes ago or something like it, Can you imagine they got all this excitement boba fett came back he did but well, he, died he died right died. before the, the mandalorian season started right before <laughs> right. it though you guys just missed him he was just here <laughs> uh, that would be the greatest in the very first episode if like the bartender, the Horatio Sands character was like, yeah, there was a guy who looked just like you. The armor was a little different color, blah, blah, blah. They perfectly described Boba Fett and he got killed. You just missed it. Yeah. yeah just talked about how he flew out of some creature's mouth in the desert. Real interesting guy. Uh, yeah, I got killed. You're, you missed it. Sorry. 
Um, Anyways, next thing I could just go on with it. We did that for nothing. Oh, also, there was a girl with two white lightsabers. She had these things on. I think her name was, what was her name? Uh, Samoka? Ahsoka. Yeah, Ahsoka. Got killed. Just missed her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, he, yeah, so that's it's Tamora Morrison. And we did see last season in the episode where him, which was totally, again, a side mission, where him and the gunslinger kid went to hunt that bounty. And then at the very end, you see the robes right around. So obviously, yeah, he's looking for that armor. He wants that shit. Is that who that was? I'm assuming so. Same person. Well, we only see robes. We only see like a robe. Like but the he's wearing a robe. Robes. He's wearing a nice robe when uh, we see him. A lot, a lot of robes. If you go to space, pack a robe. Yeah, especially if you're gonna be on Tatooine. You know. Tatooine, yeah, but people lot. have robes on every planet, and there's all kinds of different robes. Lots of robes and capes. Robes and capes, yeah. I've also, I also used to wonder uh, back in the day, they've, they've since kind of moved away from it, but back like from episode four to Phantom Menace, it was kind of like, do people from Tatooine dress like Jedi, or do Jedi dress like people from Tatooine? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like everyone, like Lars, and they all wore like a Jedi outfit. wraps. They, yeah, yeah. You got like you wrap each limb individually, kind of clothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ray, Ray does that too. But then have blousey like, stuff. It's blousey, but then also like skin tight wrapping at the same time. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Hey, it's, it's great costume design. Put a and robe speaking. over it, and you're a fucking Jedi. That's right. That's it. That's right. You, you get some tape. You get some like. Yeah, you, you tape some random parts of yourself up, skin tight, other parts not. Put a yeah. robe over it, you're good to go. Cosplay. <laughs> um, there was, uh, uh, what was I going to say? It had, it had had to do with that, but I, I can't remember. You know, it would make sense, I, because if you were on a planet with it. two suns, any exposed sun, you, it's like instant sun cancer. So, you know, you got to wrap everything up, I guess. Yeah, really yeah. To make and in light, tan reflective clothing that's that's durable you know all the, the robes and stuff are always very durable that clothing. i wonder why people like in arizona don't dress like that it'd be great to go to arizona and everyone dresses with that <laughs> if i ever move to a desert area i'm gonna dress like that and that's it just all the time like you're on tattooing yeah get a <laughs> luke luke skywalker is wearing one of those outfits at the end of uh, force awakens and then, you know, because he was supposed to be like a cool Jedi and stuff. And then when Ryan Johnson wrote it, he immediately made him change into like a black, like smock. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just this thing from like any Jedi looking thing he could find. But he yeah. also had a robe. He did have a robe. Yeah. Even the last Jedi, he had a robe. Yeah. <laughs> you have to have a robe. So we see, we see the robes last season and then we see Boba Fett is in fact wearing a robe. At the end of episode one, <clears throat> gone through episode three with the eggs, and I think at the end of episode three, I'm sorry, at the end of episode, are we at two or three now? We were at we're, we're at two. We're at two. Two. Right? two. We're at two. Yeah. With the eggs, yeah. two, which is called uh, two, is the passenger, the passenger, the marshal, the passenger going into the heiress. 
So the so the okay so they he let, now in the heiress episode three he has to land because his ship is broken, and he lands on well he doesn't have to land because his ship is broken he has to land to deliver the girl. So I keep thinking that every episode starts with him having to land because the ship is broken. Turns out there's only one episode where he has to land. <laughs> well, I mean, pretty four. much though, he had to land because the ship was broken and he had to go there. Right. But he was landing at the right place. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, that's right. Intended destination. Yes. So he lands there, ships all fucked up and he, and the beautiful moment with the, with the egg, egg lady and her husband and then the husband says, uh, you know. Oh, go, you know what they're called? The... Aren't they called Frog Lady and Frog Man? <laughs> they should, I think if you, some... I think if you watch, if you watch the credits, it's Frog Lady and Frog Man. And if you watch it with subtitles on, because they do it sometimes, because like they say stuff, it's like speaks in frog language or something. And I think it says oh, Frog Lady, Frog Man. Says, and don't, I don't speak frog. Yeah. He says that. Yeah. So yeah. Frog Lady and Frog. And then as it should be. Why would frog you call lady, them anything frog. else? They don't have fucking names. There's frog lady, frog have, man. Yeah, they, they, the extended universe got crazy over the years. They started naming these things, all kinds of stuff. You don't need it. You don't need it. You don't. Mm-mm. Guy looks like a walrus is a walrus man. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it doesn't need to be anything else. Right. Um, so he goes to this bar where a guy is talking in a like a southern accent. There's like a... Uh, squid. What, they call those guys Squid Man. I think is what they used to call Squidhead or something. In, in the old days, Mon Calamari. Well, no, Mon Calamari is the Admiral Akbar. I, yeah, right. So he's like going to fix the ship. He's like, I'm good at flying. Right. And uh, then he goes into the bar though, and, and there's squid heads, and who I guess are related to Mon Calamari, or I mean, they hang I, out because they're. I think they are. Doesn't he say it like at the end of the episode? He's like. Mon Calamari, not Jesus Christ, but like unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, yeah, Mon Calamari, all, unbelievable. Mon, I think it's just a whole planet that's lousy with these guys. <laughs> <laughs> they always seem like, because you see Admiral Akbar and you think that they're, you know, these great noble people and they're fucking vicious, piratey fucking bastards. Well, those ones, but there aren't any Admiral Akbar style. The Mon Calamari that fixes his ship, and then he says, Mon Calamari, unbelievable. Like, that's an Admiral Akbar. But then the squid ones, are they also Mon Calamari? You know, there's some, if there's a Star Wars nerd watching. They're maybe like they're cousins or something. They're getting too close. Like, this kind of squid versus a little bit more squiddish. Like, they they look pretty much much the same thing. They're called Mon Calamari. Calamari, there you go. I know, right? It's their official name. Yeah, at some point, like someone looking over like George Lucas's shoulder, watching him go through this universe naming things, I'm like, fucking five years old? <laughs> fucking, what's wrong with you? Do, you? do you think like George Lucas has ever eaten anything besides a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and like macaroni and cheese from the blue box? Just a Not simple, much, no. basic bitch motherfucking guy. It's like blue milk, squid head, Mon Calamari, hammerhead, walrus man. They live in the sand, so they're sand people. What, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with this guy? 
is like <laughs> the most creative mind to create this like you know story of of another world and space and all this stuff that he's just come up with and then he can't name anything creatively whatsoever <laughs> i spent it all on the other stuff i've got no more creativity to give fucking sand people walrus man hammerhead shit. <laughs> that's all i got i'm tapped x-wing yeah the wings kind of going to x wing yeah high fighter it looks like a little bow tie yeah but, you know like, like, <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> you know that's what it was. What it's called a twin ion engine or whatever now, but you know right. at the time he was just saying, hey, it doesn't look like the little bow ties. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so uh where so okay, so runs planet, he goes to the thing where there's the squid heads and they're pouring that weird shit, that soup that has a spider in every in every bowl, guaranteed, yeah. or your money yeah. back. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> And Yoda, uh, the joke's finally on baby Yoda when he tries to eat that soup because that fucking thing starts to eat him. Yeah. The little, little squid thing. And, and no one's concerned him, Oh, yeah, you all. go out on this boat and this, this, there's this, you know, Mon Calamari junk ship. Get out on that thing and uh, they'll take you to the Mandalorians. And I, I thought when that, when, when they got on that, my, my first thought was, please don't have the rest of this episode take place on the high seas. Right. Like, please don't, don't have a boat. I don't want a boat adventure in Star Wars. And right. that did not happen. I was very happy. No, they were very quick. They were very quick. That was a possibility. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't distrust them until he's like, come watch this thing. Eat. You got to see it up close. Look over the edge. <laughs> a little like, further. Like, oh shit. This is about to happen. Like right away, you get nervous. So, uh, but the, the, no, they were on that ship for like two seconds. Right, and then a moment where I'm I'm pumping my fist as the Mandalorians come in and just kick fucking ass, get rid of all those guys in in two seconds, get them out, and then <clears throat> I had not heard the two spoilers we talked about earlier, or the possible spoil the things that were heavily rumored were Boba Fett and Ahsoka. I did not have not heard anything about Bo-Katan. That was just oh. something people would talk about. Like, we talked about it. We were like, Katie Sackhoff could play her. Like, Did we say that on a podcast, or was that in, in real life only? Because I know we talked about that at length. You know, I think we probably talked about that on the Clone Wars podcast, that Katie Sackhoff could play Bo-Katan in The Mandalorian. She does the voice in the Clone Wars cartoon. She did the voice in Rebels. And they gave her the look, you know, they gave her the, the kind of cartoony eyebrows. They kind of took her eyebrows and made them like pointy, gave her the hair and everything. My only question, but when she pulled, she How pulled her helmet How did you feel when they landed, they did their shit, and you're like, this is badass. And a couple of these are girls because the, the armor had boobs built in for them. And also cancel culture got on that for a second too. Well, I mean, you would want, something to form fit to your body correctly if you were making armor that was perfect for your body. So why is apparently, that? Bad? Apparently a couple of people thought it was sexist. That it came it in. It wasn't went. to show that they had boobs to make the, the thing sexy, but wouldn't you want room as a woman who needs to like have armor and move around and navigate? As a man who has been sitting here during the COVID 
for however many months now, just getting fat and growing boobs. I can tell you that if I were to wear, if I were to get some Beskar, I would appreciate a little room and a big fat stomach in my armor. And I don't think that, that would, you know. Or they have Beskar that goes over like, you know, your balls. Like you'd, you'd want to like put a little circle in there. So there's a little bit of room. You wouldn't want them squished <laughs> yeah, into exactly. your body. I couldn't understand what, like, because you know that if. You it's know, not like they put nipples on the end of them. <laughs> Right. right. But look, I, we we don't have boobs, so we don't know. But I would guess them being smushed into your body because you've got this form-fitting armor would be a horrible thing. Yeah, and I think it would also probably be called sexist if they did that too. So whoever said know. it was sexist to I have the, the boob armor would have also said it's sexist to have. You know who's saying this is men. I don't know. Yeah. Men are the people that are saying this shit. I don't know. <laughs> whatever but the point is there was some uh, five minute controversy about the boob armor uh it went away because also but when she they, took the fucking mask off bill the helmet off i mean did you know immediately that that's who it was okay well or did for, it take you like a double take because i saw that and i'm like oh like it was like that was the best thing that had ever happened in the whole series so far it was so yes. awesome it was such a huge moment that it's Bo-Katan and like, holy shit. They just brought in, uh, they, they just officially have brought that whole universe into the Mandalorian. What happened to me was the way I experienced it was like, I was all like, fuck yeah, just that they showed up and were kicking ass because I love Mandalorians doing that. And then when they, they, they do it so well, uh, I forget who directed that episode, um, but the the shot goes behind. I think them. it was Bryce Dallas Howard. I think she directed the last one, the most recent. Carl, Caller, Carl. Weathers oh no, he did Carl Weathers. You're right. So Bryce Dallas Howard directed this one. She did. Yeah, and she, she she's fucking good, by the way. Her episodes are fucking great. Yeah. Um. So they the camera goes behind them, and you see them taking off the helmets. And I remember thinking, because we discussed this, I'm sure on the podcast and definitely in real life, that the Mandalorians and the Clone Wars cartoons were constantly taking off their helmets. Yeah. So it was like, what was this thing about you can't take it off? And we knew that it's like, obviously Dave Filoni and, and John Favreau know that they were right. taking their masks off all the time. So there would be a thing. So that you see, so like they show it from behind and you see them taking their masks off for a second. And I was like, that was the my first thing is I was like, oh, we're finally gonna find out like why, the, right? You know? So right. like that ran through my brain real quick, and then they turn around and you see her finishing it, and the red hair, fucking headband, and Katie Sackhoff with her. So so I knew it was Bocatown before I knew it was also Katie Sack Sackhoff playing her because I'm like that looks like her but kind of doesn't look like her. Didn't scream Katie Sackhoff right away because like. The, the hair color, her face looks a little bit altered or a tiny bit different. I, it just didn't look like I'm like, that's her, right? I'm pretty sure that's her. Is that her? Took me a second to like be 100% it was her. I knew it was clearly Bo-Katan first because she had like the head thing and she had yeah. the, the red hair like with the, the bob level uh, haircut. So I'm like, all right, that's clearly Bo-Katan. That is Katie Sackhoff, right? I think I just, 
I think I just either knew or if I didn't know for sure, I had just assumed that it would be her as soon as she took off the helmet. And said, it was great. What a great This armor has been in my family for three generations. Yeah, I was like, who, who are you telling me? Like, what the fuck? I actually fought in the Purge War, motherfucker. What did you do? She, she fought in the fucking Clone Wars. She fought in the fucking Purge, which we, we you know, we, one of those things that we can imagine, but we've never seen. But that's the one thing, just to, as a side note, because the, the, I want to get back to how awesome it was about Katie Sackhoff and Bo-Katan. I was trying to calculate her age. Like, because she was in the Clone Wars. like. I know she, yeah. she was young, but she was uh, Satine's sister, right? Was she young 20s, teens? So I'm, I'm assuming... She's the younger like I, sister, and it, it, clearly by a lot, even back then. Yeah, yeah. But she was like kind of like a little bit of a leader of like... A, she joined Death Watch for a little bit, and then she came back. And so she... I'm, I, was, I was trying to figure out. I was like, let's say she was like 23 or so. At that point in the Clone Wars, then you add twenty years to. All the... right, but her, 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 and Ahsoka are about the same age, and Katie Sackhoff and uh, Rosario Dawson, if that is who is going to play her, are probably about the same age. Katie Sackhoff's forty. I looked up. I I did a. I asked my my Google Home immediately after that episode was over how old Katie Sackhoff actually is, but they make her look much older than that. She doesn't look. To me, she didn't look. She 30. looked older. I thought so. I thought I every time I see her, like I'm just mesmerized by her. I love her so. She's awesome. She just she, always is like a some ageless beauty. Doesn't matter. She's she's great. My 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 son follows her on Instagram, and he and because he follows all the Battlestar Galactica people, and and also he was commenting when we watched these episodes. <clears throat> Katie Sackhoff, so awesome. She's so good. He, he, he's shown me her, some of her posts and, and, and she's, she's a really, uh, she's clearly one of those people that's not just doing it for social media. Like she's a good, no, I'm just, I'm, and what has she done like that has been big since Battlestar Galactica? There might be something, I just don't know, but she I don't think on, anything that's that big. So I'm really glad that she's going to get like that, you know, second, second round of hopefully uh, being in this and, you know, put her where she belongs. Yeah. I know she was on like a Netflix show, but I didn't think it'd do much. I think she's still be, you know, just been the Battlestar Galactica, you know, girl. Right. For probably until now. So yeah, I mean, I, exactly what you said. I, I hope this will propel her again. And at least if nothing else, I mean, everyone loved Bo-Katan and her portrayal of her in the cartoon. And now here she is in the flesh. And this is only the second time now that a cartoon character has been brought to the screen. The first was Sagarera. Oh, um, you know what? I thought this was the first time that that had ever happened. So did it I. It's not I, the first time that that has ever happened. I also it's thought it was the first time. I think I might have actually even texted you that it was the first time. And then we, yeah, we were texting about it. Yeah, yeah. we both thought and it was. I remembered later that Saw Gerrera had been in the cartoon before he was in uh, Rogue One. But that's also because Saw Gerrera was not a highly established character in the Clone Wars. He was in a few episodes. Right. He was, you know, this guy who was real militant. And then... So when he's in Rogue One, it's like, oh, that makes sense. But you're not like, oh, that's the that guy who has this deep, rich history throughout. Because Bo-Katan's also in Rebels. 
Yeah, so she, dude, she's, yeah, she's, she's all over the place. Yeah. Damn. Now she gets life on screen. She deserves it. So she kills it. off Mando. Yeah. Or she, she didn't tell him. Well, she kind of does. She's condescending to him. But she says that. Well, if someone's like, where did you get that armor? Real Mandalorians don't do this thing. She's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like three yeah. generations old. I fought in the purge war. I was like, fucking like, born on the I'm, planet. That I'm, the heir to, I'm the heiress to the Mandalorian Empire. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> right. You run around calling yourself a fucking Mandalorian. Never even <laughs> been there. I was born there. My family goes generations back with this armor. Yeah. I'll, I'll fucking determine the rules about helmets off, helmets on. Which is also going to address like that thing of like, how long are they going to have uh, this great actor, right? You know, Pedro's a great actor. Yeah. Uh, not be able to show his face and like use 90% of his acting tools. And then him as an actor, like how many seasons are you going to be in? He's like, can I just show my face a little bit, please? Can you guys find I, a way I to write this in? There was some rumor that he was going to fucking leave the show because they wouldn't let him show his face. It was I, I sent you that. I had yeah. you. I had you vet it for me. Like, yeah, Bill, any truth to this? And then you you ripped it up. Completely made up. It yeah. From uh, I'm not even. I'm not even name. But but they're addressing it anyways. Clearly, he's going to get close. Like they have to show up again. Like it's called the Mandalorian. He's got to interact with other Mandalorians. It's got to go back to him helping her probably get her empire back. I mean, there's who knows where they will take the show because there's been so many good side characters. You're like, I hope they come back and become a main character all the time. Right. Which a lot they of do in the like very that. next episode after this. They, two people, they love you and you're like, they got to be bringing them back, right? All the time. Well, Bogatan for sure is going to come back, I would think. I, I can't believe she would just come in for a cameo like that because I think there is going to have to be some sort of arc of him kind of discovering like, am I, do I want to be a Mandalorian from the watch, you know, formerly death watch from the cartoons or do I want to be a Mandalorian? Like, because in last season, Gina Carano tells somebody, she says, Mandalorian is not a race, it's a creed. But it is a race, and we knew that. And it was interesting that she had said that was kind of like a mysterious thing for her to say last year, remember? It's like, it's not a race, it's a creed. I, I mean, it, maybe it, it, maybe it can be both. Maybe it can be it, both. Sure, but, I mean, there are Mandalorian people that are born there, and that's what they right? are. But, uh, I mean, same with Jewish the, people, right? Like, it's a religion, and it's also people from a place so that's uh, yeah mandalorians are same type of deal it it is a race or you and i can convert you can do that yeah even though we aren't officially biologically right but but you right yeah yeah that's a good comparison uh also a people who have been treated very badly over a long period of time the mandalorians yeah (laughs) another group of people that people have been trying to kill forever yeah. Jesus. So, uh, um, uh, on that note, I, but I, I, I think Bogotan has to come back because there's another, there's an interesting thing that happens, and maybe I'm reading too much into this. I don't know. This isn't something I read about. I just noticed it. Is he starts to take off? It's in the episode after he meets them and they take off their helmets all the time, where he pulls up his helmet in front of Baby Yoda enough 
to drink his soup. Uh, right. And then, and there's even a shot of Baby Yoda like going like, <gasps> like trying to look at him. And I thought that even that much seems to be like a little bit more than he ever. He's getting a little before. bit lax on the, uh, on the rules yeah. a little bit. I, Maybe. Th- at some point, a couple seasons on, that guy's going to have full mask off all the time in scenes. It's just, it's, it's, like just it. ine- it's just inevitable. Right. I think he'll he'll end up going with them and turning his back to Death Watch. Maybe there'll be some sort of conflict between them. There's so many places this can go, which is the only thing, the only complaint I have about this fucking show is the show length. Because they pack so much into 32 minutes or whatever they are. The first couple of them were longer. The one with Timothy Oliphant was like almost an hour. It was like 47 minutes. Well, this, and the second one was like, supposedly, uh, again, something someone sent me and I didn't even open it. Just said, uh, Mandalorian. It's, <laughs> I don't have my phone in front of me, but the tech, someone sent me, and my mom, it was actually my mom, my mom sent me a, 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 like a link in a text that showed a little picture of Baby Yoda and it said like uh, some screen rant or whatever. And it said, uh, 45 minute episode running time of New Mandalorian gives clue as to stop reading. Up. Yeah, and stop I, just, reading. I didn't. I didn't read it. I didn't read it. Oh, you mean for this next episode, you're predicting it will be 45 minutes long? This thing was Screen Rant was saying that it was 45 minutes, and that they said that that was going to predict something, and I did not read any further to see what 45 minutes is supposedly going to predict. Well, wait, wait, let's catch up into real time then, because that whole second half of. Uh, of that same episode where we find out that we're still hunting the dark saber. Right. So she's still hunting the dark saber from Moff Gideon. So they go to get all their weapons and, uh, fuck up that Imperial ship, which I I, I love that there are all those Imperial holdovers. Yeah. They, you know, I I, I think that's, yeah, it's awesome how he's willing to crash the ship. Yeah. Right. Although like, he doesn't ever no 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 British accent, so I wonder if he like came on a little later. Or he's uh, just does, does different part of the Moff galaxy. Gideon have an act a British accent? He has one of those sort of like uh, generic regal type accents. Like that's just how like, he talks. He just he just does that. He uh, he also chimed in uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Right, that's his name. Right. Yeah, uh, he, he chimed in about Baby Yoda e- eating the eggs, and he thought it was ludicrous that it was even thought of that way. Um, I love so, that guy. I would hate for him to be on the wrong side of anything. That's uh, amazing. He, he seems like the guy who always considers that. <laughs> might be, that right. might be the wrong side. You know what I mean? He just seems yeah. very... Yeah. Breaking Bad, his... Hor- hor- who can forget his horrific death scene in, in Breaking Bad? Um, I still can't wipe that out of my mind. Um, so, right. So he was willing, that guy was willing to crash the ship. And then when he can't crash the ship, and by the way, them icing stormtroopers through the hallways all the time. Oh, it's so oh, good. Fucking Star Wars. Talk about like, that. yeah, Star Wars porn. Just like a group of Mandal- Mandalorians going through and just eviscerating a bunch of stormtroopers that just have no chance in hell. Yeah, so good get- to see it happen. There's so many references in this show to them not being able to shoot straight. 
Because the Mandalorian, <laughs> when they're like, when Katie Sackhoff, when bo telling the Mandalorian what they're going to do, like sort of like, we're going to get the ship at first light because that's when it runs and blah, blah, blah. And there's like a few stormtroopers on board and the one guy's like, and they couldn't hit the broadside of a Banda. That's right. Like, that's right. How many times can you mention how... I like that it's become a thing in the in-universe where it's like, we know they can't shoot straight. It, it also really made me like start thinking again about how ridiculous the Star Trooper armor really is. Because like, you have these Mandalorians and they have armor and it's very fucking effective armor because it could deflect blasters, right. right? But you just, shoot, <laughs> you just shoot them through this like, you know, millimeter inch thick plastic and they just fucking die immediately. Like that armor yeah, is never, doing nothing. It does nothing. I've never seen anything in Star Wars where a stormtrooper's armor paid off. Never. It never pays <laughs> off ever. And then the helmets they can't see, so they shoot like shit. You can see like when they show the Mandalorians, like they throw the smoke and then they can see like the, the heat oh, signature yeah. readout and they're just shooting everybody and like they're just in these plastic walking coffins. <laughs> you can't do anything in. It doesn't protect you from anything at all. I mean, it looks scary. So I could see, yeah. like, it looks cool. It looks scary. It's intimidating. So I guess it does that. But not if you know any better and you can actually shoot a gun. And it's, yeah. I, I, and, you know, you, you can hide your identity, I guess. That's, sure. that's important. I, I, you go I home mean, at night and take the uniform off and walk around town and <laughs> you no can one's pissed at you. You can go to another job and no one's like, you know, oh, he's, he's in, the, in the Imperial Navy or whatever. Uh, at like this point, to... by the way, side note, at this point in the show, they're not clones anymore, right? No, they're not clones anymore. None of them. No. no. Yeah. That'd be cool. um, one thing, I guess, in Force Awakens, Finn does say that their masks can filter out smoke, not toxins. So I guess that's one thing is like after they've blown open a door like in episode four and they and they you know they're in there shooting the, the guys. No problems with that smoke. Okay. That's the I mean they can't time. see through it and they, they got shot. <laughs> they're just not breathing it in. That's all. <laughs> that's all it's protecting them from. They can't see through it. They can't shoot anyway. It, it's you know a fucking mess, but at least they're not breathing it in. Yeah, shit. So oh yeah, so, so dark saber. <clears throat> well, that guy what? kills himself. So Katie Sackhoff takes that guy and's like, "If you tell me where the dark saber is, I won't kill you." And he's like, "Yeah, but he will." And he fucking cyanides himself, like electric cyanide. Yeah, kills that was himself. Cool. Yeah, and that actor is very familiar to me from a bunch of things, and I don't know. He's what. from something, yeah, or more. Than so right away, I'm like, something. "Oh fuck, this guy." Yeah, yeah. Um, what I have forgotten, I haven't seen that those episodes of the Clone Wars for a long time. What is the significance of the dark saber? Why is that so important? It's like she think, cannot like claim her empire without that. Right. You, you, you have, have to, to have that in order to because remember Darth Maul went through all <clears throat> kinds of shit to get it. Yeah, but so that he could rule Mandalore. But you have to have it to rule Mandalore. Like, well. You don't have it, even though we know you're the rightful heir, and we'll still. No, you, or is you it because like there's so many factions? Because like she does say again, like 
it's clear that the Mandalorians are very, very splintered. And it's like Mandalorians are, are stronger together. In the mm -hmm. Clone Wars, obviously, there's Civil War, that whole uh, era. So, like, is she just thinking it's a symbolic gesture to have it? And it will help reunite all the different clans and factions together so they're not fighting each other. And she's proven, like, look, I have the goddamn sword. I'm good enough to have this thing. Or is it, like, <laughs> it's, like, in the fucking rules in their constitution or something? No, I think it's, like, the rules in their constitution. <laughs> I mean, because... Is it even that good of a sword? I mean... Yeah, like I, we, we saw him cut himself out of the the crashed uh, TIE fighter with it when Mo, you know, Moff uh, Gideon had it the end of season one, right? Like yeah. That's when you first see it. Right. But like, I mean, is it better than like a run-of-the-mill, you know, anything in Star Wars? Yeah, I think, I think it's... it's uh... Can it cut through a lightsaber? It's so fucking powerful. Well, no, because it's been it's it's been used in lightsaber duels. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't think it I don't think it holds anything over on a lightsaber. I think it's just it it hangs with it just like any other lightsaber. I think. So she wants to use it as a thing to unite all the different people. Rally behind the dark saber. I am looking at the uh, at a dark saber dark saber uh, uh, Wikipedia, which is to be trusted. They are to be trusted, dude. Those these. These guys and, and gals over at uh, Wikipedia, they, they, they don't put shit up there if it's not true. And if it's not true or something, they'll put an asterisk all over it. So uh, apparently, I'm not seeing if you have to have it. Because she's been chasing this thing down at this point for like over a decade. So at some point, it's like, there's got to be another way to unite your people. Can you start working on like plan B? Right. Well, it's it says here after a long great, time. Uh, after the Great Purge, the Empire desecrated Mandalore and Bo-Katan Loth's possession of the dark saber. She fled the planet, but continued to lead the Night Owls group, and was intent on eventually reclaiming the dark saber and Mandalore. By circa nine years after the Battle of Yavin, the weapon had fallen into the hands of Moth Gideon. So, and and it's also been owned by. Uh, previous owners, Tar Vizsla, Pre Vizsla, Darth Maul, Kanan Jarrus, briefly, Sabine Wren, mm -hmm. Bo-Katan, and now Gideon. Wow. So Clan Vizsla, Darth Maul, then Kanan had it for a second because he gave it to Sabine. And then, right. yeah, I remember the, that episode of Rebels, it was like Sabine was going to rule Mandalore, and she gave it to Bo-Katan. And then she lost it again. Well, she didn't lose it. The fucking asshole blew up the planet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what I mean. It's like she, yeah. she didn't just. But she, well, never she didn't misplace it. it. She didn't misplace <laughs> it. I know that. But she never possessed it to begin with. She didn't. Mm -mm. Not according to this chain of custody. Her family at. had it, though. Well, I think I don't know if she was part of the clan Vizsla. That I, I'd have to go back and though. There's such a uh, intricate weaving of story around those clan Vizlas and all the clan Ren, clan this and Death Watch and all. Well, I mean, shit. all right. So, did her sister have it when she was ruling Mandalore? I, I guess not, because it didn't say that in there. So maybe you don't need it. It seems Somebody like Somebody leave a comment. <laughs> with, with, with I mean, team. you want to talk about side missions. She spent 10 years not reuniting, you know, the people from her planet um, because she thinks she needs to have the Darksaber first 
to do it. It's what it seems like to me. I think it's, if nothing else, it's the ultimate symbolic uh, All right. All right. possession to. Which is weird because they don't use any other kind of sabers. No, then there's just one of them. That's it. There's yeah, only I know. Yeah. Just weird that a saber would lead them versus like her special armor or something like that, which is very Mandalorian. Well, there was a conversation that took place with uh, Kim Jarrus at one point where someone said, uh, said he said, uh, I didn't know Mandalorians developed a type of lightsaber. That's what he said. And the answer from Fen Rao, again, one of those so many Mandalorians, was we didn't. This was one of a kind. Legend tells it was created over a thousand years ago by Tar Vizsla, the first Mandalorian ever inducted into the Jedi Order. After his passing, the Jedi kept the saber in their temple. That was until members of House Vizsla snuck in and liberated it. They used the saber to unify the people and strike down those who would oppose them. At one time, they ruled all of Mandalore wielding this blade. The saber is an important symbol to that house and respected by all the other clans. So there so, you go. She is using it to unite them. Okay, gotcha. It's the ultimate symbolism. They, 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 their big war with their ancient war with the Jedi. It was like they had that and the Jedi had everything else and they, they fucking fought them off. Well, look, we're going to see them again. Thank God. A guile and a dark saber. And they're, they're also moving together, right? Because uh, if you go into the next episode, uh, Gideon is hot on the Mando's trail, clearly. Yeah. Um, and she's trying to find Gideon. So clearly they're going to be meeting again, probably very soon. I have a feeling, Charlie, that we meet <clears throat> again. And, you know... As the great Ken Knapsack, one of the great Star Wars fans, always likes to say, Charlie, speculate responsibly. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Speculating responsibly. Yeah. I think that there is going to be a massive confluence of Moff Gideon, Ahsoka, the Mandalorian, the Bo-Katan Night Owls. Wow. <laughs> and maybe even Boba Fett pops in for a look. But wow. at least those four, that, because it seems like they're all converging. He's going to find Ahsoka now because Bo-Katan tells him, he says, oh, and Bo-Katan gives Yoda quite a few, maybe Yoda quite a few looks, you know? I don't remember if she's ever met Yoda, like officially one-to-one, -one, like a nice to meet you in the Clone Wars, but I, she certainly, well, she would, certainly have would have known of him at that exactly. point. And she gives him a couple of like, uh, you know, curious, curious looks. So I'm thinking, you know, she knows what, what that is. So she tells him, tells Mandalorian, here's where you gotta go to uh to get your uh to get your Jedi, and you will find Ahsoka Tano. And then obviously he has to stop for to fix his ship. Um and that is when the episode of uh that the whoever said just should have been called the side mission happens. Well, the funniest thing, yeah, the, the funniest thing ever is that the end of the side mission ties, possibly ties into the main story more than anything that has ever happened in The Mandalorian. So I don't know how you could say that. The, the, the whole, so like, the, the that last... ending is incredible. Like, you can move through the, the rest of that plot of that, but we need to talk about the end there because I'm, Still, like that's the one thing like I've been thinking about 
all the time. Like the other Same. episodes okay. were cool and like cool, like they're here and they're back and stuff. But as far as speculating, like what the fuck is that and where are they going with this and starting to think about all the different story arcs that they could tie into and what are they trying to do with this? This is the one episode where I've thought about it the most afterwards. Same. Okay, so yeah, we don't really, the, the episode, he, he needs to fix his ship, goes back to Navarro, uh, things are much better. There's a school where they're eating macaroons all the time. Uh, now Horatio Sands is a clerk working 350 years off of his deal. Right. Gina Carano's the marshal. She's kicking ass, taking names. They so, built a but, school, and then, you know, huh? and, and uh, Ray maybe was at the school. She, well, there was a girl little that Ray. had the hair. Exactly the hair, the same. yeah. And it's one of those things, like, if, if it seems like it is, it, it probably is. So is that supposed to I be I think... Dude, you know what? Now that I think about it, that could have maybe have been Ray. I don't remember. I, I don't think it, I think she just had that hairstyle. I think in that is one of the few cases where it just looks like it looks. Yeah. I think that was just a girl with a, a cute Ray hairstyle. But I don't know, dude. You never know. You never know. Maybe she spent some time on that planet. We know she same yeah. exact color hair and stuff though. Like yeah, I mean, could have done it on a girl with like blonde hair or like jet black hair or something. Why do they have to pick the same colors? Or is it just yeah. like a wink? Like I just a little I, I think it was just eye. like a wink. But you, but I am not telling you that you're stupid for saying that or whatever the fuck <laughs> I said to you about the sail barns. <laughs> All you said was I don't know, which is as close to Bill Clear speech for dude. Fuck off. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. So. That would be really nice. People. I don't know. know. I don't know. You know, Bill really got fucking pissed at me the other day. Why would he say? He was like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he, he mildly suggested that I might be wrong. <laughs> but, okay, so, but yeah, they do that. They, they, they're there, and, and then Carl Weathers says they, they leave the kid at the school. I, let me tell you one quick little issue. One more thing. I don't mean to be negative about the show because I fucking love it mm-hmm. I ha- this is not my only Mandalorian shirt there's a Mandalorian poster over there I- there's a Mandalorian bobblehead I love it mm-hmm. but one thing that bothers me about the length is this episode up until we got to the end I was like what time frame is happening here because it's like they, they put baby out in the school they let- let's go talk some business but then they're like well let's go take off to this place and they're in a land speeder and then they have this whole mission of blowing these guys up and stuff. And then they yeah, turn in like, we got to talk real quick to like full blown mission. Yeah. And it was like, well, when they got back, was he, did the droid just say, yeah, stay here until everyone gets back or well, also it, what also didn't make sense to me was like, um, it was supposed to be some abandoned base. So like, why was it a big deal to get there and go blow it up? Why was that such a big deal? Because they had uh, weapons there from, if, if I understand correctly, and I often don't, uh, they had weapons there, and they they wanted to get whoever was still stationed on there dead, and then there was <clears throat> weapons there that they thought would be raided and used for the black market. So they wanted to get that rid of those because Mandalorian at one at one point, like Horatio Sands, the alien says, "Oh, you know how much this would go for on the black market." And Mandalorian's like, right. "It's all gonna be melted down to scrap." Right. You know, so it's like that's their that's their plan, and then they didn't realize there were that many stormtroopers there because they didn't know that it was an operational facility. Still, right. 
So they blow up a bunch of stuff. Anyway, I'm just saying that the if if the show was a little bit longer, they kind of could have let it breathe a little bit, and then you kind of would have known, like, all right, this is the, this is when they're doing this, and sort of like. But Baby also, Yoda's isn't that like base is like five time. minutes away from where they had the standoff with Moff Gideon at the end of season one, with all the stormtroopers and stuff? So then they just like went, you know, twenty miles away down a fucking canyon, built a gigantic base, and then. They're all still there. They're just letting them build this school and think that no, you know, they're free I, I from the Empire there? No, because they, she shows a map and it's like, it's not close. I mean, it's within speeder distance, so it's not, yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's it's not, not like around the, the fucking corner, Bill, but it's not, it's 20 miles away? I mean, what? I don't know. Whatever. So yeah, fine. But they, they do all that. They, 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 they ice a bunch of stormtroopers. It's fun. It's all kinds of cool action. Star Wars hallway shooting is always great. Then hallway they shooting. get into. I mean, for real though. Yeah, 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 no. yeah. Yes, yes, you know, totally. Yes. Ducking around the corners and stormtroopers. Um, then they get into that room. There's a. You don't see that there's a bunch of lab tubes. First, but you see two guys who are clearly, like the stuff they're working on, at their computer cannot be taken. So they're no, like, because you know, they have guns and they're like, purge the data, purge the system, yeah. pur and they're shooting that instead of at them. Like, can yeah, you yeah, imagine if you important. had a gun and there's people coming at you and it's more important to shoot the computer terminals to purge the data uh, than it is to like try to defend your life? Yeah, yeah, that, that, it's serious, serious shit. And then, so they kill those guys, but I guess they left some of- This isn't a weapon know. station, this is a laboratory. It's no moon. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Um, but I don't. So I don't know how much of the drive they destroyed. But Horatio Sands is able to call up that the hologram <clears throat> of that guy, the scientist from the first few episodes, uh, who worked for for Werner Herzog, is now telling Moff Gideon like weird stuff. So basically, right, like they're. And guide me along wherever I'm misinterpreting things or overreaching or what underreaching. It's talking about this test. Go ahead. Go. Taking midi, they call it an M count, which obviously means midi chlorian count. They're right. taking blood, the baby Yoda blood that he got, and putting it into living beings. And for a couple of a fortnight is what he says. What, what, what do they call him? The uh, not. They say like the, the donor, scientists. but then uh, oh. no, the the, the volunteer, volunteer, the volunteer. Yeah, but, the, but when he says the volunteer, the volunteer hasn't done it yet, because he says I no, fear. No, it did. It, it, no, he rejected says I fear that the same will happen to the volunteer. Oh, as the last volunteer, probably. Yeah. Where so whoever's the in blood, there, right? Yeah. So who whoever's in there and has been dying. Because he says, like, they do really well for a fortnight. That's what he says. And then they fucking die or whatever. And they put him in those, those back to tanks. Uh, he says the volunteer, he's afraid that the same thing will happen with the volunteer. And then uh, outside of that, he's going to need more blood to be able to test more on more people. So I don't know. I don't know if everyone's a volunteer. Or they're just random, grabbing random people and shooting them up with the I, with, I mean, with it the would make you think that they have to be somewhat like force sensitive to do something like that because then also like 
it's going through the bigger stories like, okay, well, why are they trying to do this? And is oh, it to see, it maybe, him. all right, so you could say like one, Moff Gideon wants, because uh, he's in charge of the Empire now and there's no one there with any force power, so he wants to infuse it into himself. Um, that could so be that, too. So that he could be like, he's got a dark saber and then he wants to have Jedi powers. That's yeah. one. But two, like we're starting to get into the timeline of where the Emperor clearly was creating Snoke and back to tubes. Or he might, yeah. But I mean, he, he himself might be dead. So maybe Gideon is bringing the Emperor to life first. And then, then uh, the Emperor will do that to his first apprentice, Snoke. Who knows? But it's clear like that whatever they're doing is got to be leading to that chain of events. Whether or not they're actually like in Amando going to have Moff Gideon recreate the Emperor in a back to tube with force juice. Maybe not, but it's clear like it's going to set off like a, a chain reaction, right? That does lead to that. Well, they, the, the, the body that they show in the back of the tank has like a thing in its head. I did watch a couple of, uh, of YouTube videos from trusted, my trusted friends. Yeah, but I mean, it's the same setup, right? It's like these people in these tanks that are clearly dead that are in different forms of like development. Well, I... I mean, I think, because in Rise of Skywalker, there's a tube full of Snokes. Right. So I, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, think, yeah, it, yes, exactly. I don't think so much that he would be going at, to, the, to the Emperor level. I, I think he would probably, either he's trying to create Snokes or, or uh, trying to test out, like you well, said, the, the Emperor, the Emperor groups. says he created Snoke. Right. So, so I, he has to be alive first. The Emperor has to be alive before Snoke is alive. And he created him. Well, according to the novelization of The Rise of Skywalker, the Emperor uh, did die at the end of Return of the Jedi, but he was able to, because of the Darth Sidious thing that he had been studying forever, he was able to project himself into another body. And then those bodies kept breaking down and they kept having to like re clone him and shit to keep him alive that's why he's all fucked up and then they don't really get into how snoke was was, was made out of that but somehow you know he, he was able to create this other being that could be like a, uh, a proxy for, for him so i mean it, it could be a red herring right because that's where everyone jumped to and it really might just be gideon wanting it for himself and that's it, it and they're not going to take totally it any further because we had talked about, when we first talked about this episode over text, um, I said, do you think the fucking haters will get pissed off if they start going down the leading to anything related to the sequel trilogy? No. And you and said, if they bob and weave around it in a certain way, they could pull it off, which is probably... Not only that, but they, Disney does know that like the, those movies are very, very... Um, 50 50 like a lot of people hate them a lot of people love them but a lot of people hate them and mando is pretty universal yeah so it could really bring credibility to the uh sequels the seven eight nine yeah. you know if it, if it I, I think if as you had said via text if it weaves its way through it a little bit it can do that 
just enough, was, right? Where it's never main story, but it, it, yes. it hits a couple main plot points. And like, okay, because like a lot of people had like, how the fuck is the emperor back? What the fuck is going on? Like, mm-hmm. they just can go back and undo and redo anything. Then what's the point of having anything happen? If you can just easily undo it. But if they, I don't know, if, if, if you have a whole plot line of how it happened and you see the chain of events that led to that, and it's from a show like uh, The Mandalorian, maybe it, you know, warms people up to the sequels a little more. And like, they, they don't mind them as much and they can kind of win over some of the haters with that. It's very much in Disney's interest to do that. Like the more people that are okay with the entire Star Wars arc is always going to be better for them. Oh, totally. And, and, and this show is like the ambassador to the Star Wars universe right now. Everybody loves Mando. Yeah. So they Even could throw that, a little bit of their shine on it. It's, you know, Mandalorian has, has become like Star Wars itself in that there's people that know who Baby Yoda is who have never seen the Mandalorian and never will. Right. It's like there's people who know of Darth, like everyone who knows who fucking Darth Vader is. Right. right. But there's tons, you know, there's tons of people who know who Chewbacca is who have never seen Star Wars and never will. Right. So it's, it has that, like, that Star Wars spell thing going for it. But I think if they, if, they could t- if they can touch on certain things and, like, place them in there without ever having it be like, all right, this season we're going to have four episodes about how the Emperor came back. I think that would turn people off that hate it. I, I don't I, think, unless they did a bad job of it, I, I doubt it. It would be hard for anyone to get turned off to the show unless they just took big liberties but like at this point um everyone trusts dave filoni like he's true to the i don't think he would do it if anything he would be the one that is saying no to it i think he would be because he's he's very hands-off those sequel movies dude he doesn't want to touch them he feels like it's yeah he's not allowed to he's just never had like it's like everything that's orbited around the star wars in the star wars universe from disney since they took over it has had his hands on it to, at some point well yeah of, i mean look man except like the, those the, well the i mean the clone wars cartoons had major characters in it the whole time moving them from point a to point b between different movies and it did actually give backstory to plot points and there are things that were established in there that makes the movies make more sense so why couldn't you do that with the prequel uh, the sequels as well well a lot of people a lot he of did it better than anyone he was great at weaving in and out of it right oh yeah yeah and then he's amazing the end, at it so why would you not do that here well, if anyone can do it he can do it because it's like there's many people and i think you are amongst these people but there's to an extent but there's people who well, no, I think you you have said that those, and I would agree that the Clone Wars cartoon makes the prequels better. They do, but there's a lot. And of the Mando who, could make the sequels better. Possibly, maybe, yeah, I guess. I mean, there there are people who have said that they didn't like the prequels until they watched all of Clone Wars, and then it was like, okay, I accept these it, now. Absolutely. To the oh, point it makes where, a little more sense. Okay, now I have more context. Yeah, uh, and you start to get more used to battle droids and like everybody's relationship and and you know who the trade fit, all of it. And you get the whole Mandalorian side story happens that whole time too. It, yeah, I mean it make it make it makes them better. It's like Rogue One, how Rogue One makes Star Wars a better movie. 
yeah, it, it makes sense that Filoni is so, uh, well, obviously involved in this for a billion reasons, but it always did feel like the whole Mandalorian plot line like suffered because it's like, all right, well, look, things are happening in the movies and we have to kind of adjust to it and we have to, you know, uh, run parallel to the main plot line. So maybe there was not enough time to get into all the Mandalorian stuff that they could have. But it seemed like at one point it could have gone totally just into the Mandalorian world and they could have stayed there for a long time and just never come back, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he went I, deep into it. Way deep. Yeah. I mean, all that stuff I was reading all comes from the show. Like, those people didn't make right. that shit up. You right. know? And, it, it, like, if you think about how far back the Mandalorian plotline started in the Clone Wars cartoon, that stuff came from George Lucas. Yeah. Like, John Favreau's Mandalorian character in the Clone Wars, his name is Pre Vizsla. Because him and George Lucas loved the pre-visualization technique. Right, right. right his right. fucking name is Pre Vizsla. <laughs> <laughs> That's another yeah, one of those names. Things. With the names. John, John, John's into, uh, you know, but, but like uh, this is allowing Filoni to tie back into that storyline that he was kind of into. Not, I wouldn't say he abandoned it, but uh, well, they he brought can it tie back, back to that story. He's been, yeah, right. He's been telling that story for a long time now, and maybe he can finally put like a finish to it. I hope. Well, I hope there's no finish in sight for a long time, Charlie. With this, well, at least that part of the the arc with uh, no, I know. Well, all that. oh that part of it mandalorian yeah, yeah. can go off and do other stuff but like could he set it right for them just do they have a queen again you know who knows do anyways think, do you think it might en end up eventually where i don't know fuck who can know i was going to ask you if you would think maybe it would end up eventually with mandalorian like becoming part of that and like a whole battle of mandalore again but like right now in front of our eyes, the next episode, it's supposedly, I don't know if this is verified, but it's supposedly called The Jedi. Well, I think I saw that too. Which is... And, it's, and hopefully it's because Ahsoka's there. Obviously, I, I, one would assume it's Ahsoka, or it's some trick title, title to make, you know, when he's looking for the Jedi. But I mean, if, every, if you look, if you look at the, the titles of each episode, like, the Marshal has the Marshal in it. The Passenger is... The lady with eggs, the heiress is Bo Katan. Like the siege yeah. is a fucking siege of a thing. They, they've never done like a red herring like uh, episode title. I was going to say that too. This the, every episode has contained what the title has suggested. Yeah. Would. Yeah. So I, I think this is, next episode is Ahsoka. I, I, a lot of people are saying, and I, and I and I hope that this is not true, that they'll wait. We talked, you talked about that. I would say, I hope, I yeah. mean, they hope not. Like, don't do this but thing people, where we know she's coming and we have to anticipate it for six, you know, four, three and a half more episodes. Just well, it's it. like, the, you know, the, is it going to be like a Darksaber thing where she pops out at the, you know, at the very, very last shot of the first season was the Darksaber. You know, it's like, oh, God, right. here's a whole other thing. But that's a different type of cliffhanger. Like, she's a fucking character who's going to have to, like, at some point, you know, there has to be some sort of connection with maybe Yoda where he's not just carrying the thing around saying, I don't know what it is. Right. And maybe this show is not going to be the, you know, the child story arc forever either. That has been suggested too. 
And that's I mean, something I, I, I've thought how about. Long, that how, how long, like, because it, it takes them so long to age, like, how long are you going to be just dragging this kid through space and we're like, it's not cute anymore? Right. And, and I'm, they're probably wondering if they were thinking that in the beginning, right, before they had any idea that this thing was going to become so popular. We're like, all right, we're going to have this baby Yoda and it's going to do this the first season and then the second season. And then by the third season, it'll be on its way with Ahsoka. Like, what do they do at that point? with the popularity of Baby Yoda? Do they just rely on the fact that this is a fucking awesome show and it doesn't need to have him all the well, time? Well, no, you've got Bo-Katan and you've got fucking uh, Ahsoka Tano. Like, I mean, well, I, 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 I love the Baby Yoda thing. I love the Baby Yoda thing. But I'm just saying, like, e either one of those by themselves is enough to carry a show for me. Well, for, Much for less me the too. Mandalorian or any of the rest of it. They could just follow Ahsoka Tano around, you know, drinking tea and thinking about shit. But um, same. But now they've working, got all of them. There could be working whole on bikes. scenes working on bikes. There could be whole scenes where it's like you know um, Bo-Katan and Ahsoka Tano talking, and it's like this could have been pulled right out of uh, Clone Wars. And you're just getting to see a live action version of it. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. I can't. It's I. I just this show is such a godsend in in, in the from Star Wars because it's like. I liked the sequel trilogy fine. I thought they're, I think they're fine. Like, I like them for what they are. I loved Rogue One, but, you know, I loved it. Solo was like, that's cool. Like, all right, it's like kind of like a mini series type of thing, but it wasn't really, it didn't do it for me. Great to have the last season of the Clone Wars. It was fucking excellent. But this is like, makes me, gives me the Star Wars feels to the bone. You know, so yeah. it's like uh, it, this show pulling all of that stuff out of that lore rather than I mean, like I know, like I, I can't I don't know if Obi-Wan Kenobi's ever going to fucking come out with COVID and all that stuff. God knows when that show will ever see the light of day. But, you know, that it, it will be awesome, but it's going to be from. Obi-Wan Kenobi from the movies that we know, like Rogue One was, or like Rogue One was characters like Tarkin and all this Death Star that we knew from the movies. But this is pulling all that stuff that like we have been so, it, we were so immersed in the Clone Wars and like binging that show and binging Rebels and watching all that stuff and, and then the books even, to get the Marshall from the books and all of that to be paid off, and now we get to see that play out. And if you didn't watch that stuff, and if you've never read a book, it doesn't fucking matter. Because they never <clears throat> make it to where it's like, oh, who's this fucking red-headed Mandalorian? I, I, I didn't watch any cartoons. Right, uh, right. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, she shows up, she tells you who she was, who she is, and... Everything else they, they take care of in the context of the show. You never need to worry about, oh, that Marshall was from a book. I didn't even fucking remember that he was from that book forever. I and didn't read I the book, so this episode's horrible. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. <laughs> Just Timoth turn. Timothy Elephant is all you need to know. This Timothy guy's Elephant been Timothy Watson. Elephant. Like, this guy's from a book, I can tell. Click. Do, do you get the sense that um, maybe the first season of The Mandalorian was like, do a Star Wars show, don't touch any of the main characters or main plot points or anything, 
just be independent of that. And that's kind of their guiding order. And then it was so fucking popular. Like, well, maybe you could put a little bit in and then like, oh, maybe a little bit more. This thing is really like, I mean, look, like you think of like, um, since they bought star Wars, like half the fans hate it. Half of them love it. But like, they're still like people fighting about it. They have this giant Disneyland star Wars area that like kind of was a flop in the beginning, supposedly. Yeah. I guess. Uh, depends on, on, on how you read the news on that. Like it wasn't doing as well and wasn't selling the tickets. If they have one area of Star Wars, which is just unanimously like a big deal, you wonder if they start even pressuring them. Hey, work, work a little bit in and see if you can tie in some of the prequel stuff to this so that people like it more. You could see them wanting to do that. It would I make can, sense for them. I can totally see it, but I feel like John Favreau probably like even when he signed on is probably i'm sure like the power of no you know what i mean like to just be like sure no not putting fucking snoke in this or we will you know well no we actually do want to put a little snoke string in there you know or something like that i think i feel like they had this show mapped out for like four seasons already oh and then before i forget so there's the back to tank, but then at the very, very last scene with uh, Gideon, there's a row of two sides of like Darth Vader looking armor. So those guys I was looking up and apparently uh, there were similar stormtroopers to that in Rebels. Death, death troopers? They were like, they're, well, the death troopers are like the, the ones that from Rogue One and they did have them actually in Mandalorian in the, in the last episode of season one. But apparently these things are like super death troopers or something. Yeah, but what's the deal? Like, why are they just sitting there? It's, a, it's not just their uniforms. Are they in there? Are they like dead and reanimated? Maybe that's what they're building with the... Maybe they were trying to make force stormtroopers. You get it. You, get you wouldn't do that up. if you didn't have the force yourself, right? But if, you, if, you, if that thing works and you inject Baby Yoda's blood into somebody... And then you, and then they become force being, and then you stick them into one of those suits, and they're like fucking super force troopers. Terrifying. Something's yeah. Wielding lightsabers and shit. Yeah, but also if you were like reanimating the Emperor Snoke, you would think to put them in a Darth Vader suit to keep them alive. Like Darth Vader had to be kept alive. Right. Even Moff Gideon wears a sort of like keep alive type thing. I don't think that's what yeah, it's actually for, but it, it's. Kind I think of it's more for vibe. look because he he's not, he doesn't appear to be a force user. No. And like the emperor and and the empire has always revolved around, uh, there being a central figure that had it, so he wants to look like, a little bit Darth Vaderish probably. Maybe he ultimately Symbolic. turns into be Snoke. You know. Gideon turns into Snoke. Maybe. Oh come on. Well, the emperor says he made him. It's like he doesn't necessarily made him from scratch. Well, no, I guess he did because he's got all those heads in the in the bin. Yeah, he's got like spare parts. <laughs> got like a box of arms and a couple noses and one. Hey, dude! According to the novelization, they fucking need those things often because shit's falling off the guy all the time. They gotta they gotta like put the you know, they're taping noses on him and stuff. Like yeah. he's almost out of out of it. Yeah, in the book, and I, they should have put this in the god that goddamn movie. In the book, he's like telling like Kylo Ren that like you gotta hurry up and do my bidding because, and he's telling like the general and stuff like you gotta hurry up because I'm running out of tricks. 
Like even with all my power and stuff, I've been sitting here getting taped together like Frankenstein's monster for 30 years. Like even I will die eventually. I look at that thing behind your head. Like that is definitely something that looks like is rejecting the blood. Yeah. That's the thing too. It's like, we, we always speculated why was he so fucked up looking? And well, if he was an experiment, you know, gone slightly awry, but enough to work. I mean, even the emperor himself at the end of the movie was connected to some giant arm that was just moving him around. Like it clearly, clearly wasn't working out very well. So no, dude, he was almost, he was almost done. Yeah. It's almost done. It wasn't until the dyad. But that's, so like, anyways, that's a whole other neat thing. Maybe they get into that, maybe they don't at all. I doubt it's like that much even if it's kind of a red herring that yes, they're not rebuilding they're not studying to do this so he can figure out a way to bring the emperor to life. However, Gideon is like long live the empire at like kill yourself type of guy. So yeah. maybe he really is like doing anything he can to bring the emperor back. Like clearly he's a fanatic crazy kind of guy that way and um, maybe maybe he starts up the first order right sure yeah. but either way either what he does is directly trying to do it or it will eventually lead to that happening because he figured right. something out one way or another it has to tie somehow if it doesn't that's just stupid no it'll tie somehow i just i think i think they'll be very smart with how they tie it I, don't, I think they won't go overboard and say, all right, we're going to just turn this into the prequel to the sequel. But they'll, you know, like you said, they'll bob and weave in, around things that will, they'll hit enough points to maybe, like you said, give, lend more credibility, lend more acceptability to those movies, make people like them more. Are, are, uh, is this your next episode, most anticipated episode ever? Yeah. Fuck, I can't, you know what? I was thinking earlier before we started when we started, just before we started the podcast, I was thinking about how the next episode, I feel like is a Star Wars movie coming out. I know. It's like exciting. It's first, I felt like that since a movie, probably even since The Last Jedi. Because Rise of Skywalker, I was very excited about, but I, I pretty much, I didn't have any spoilers, but I knew it was going to, like, you know, everyone's going to end up happy. There'll be a big battle. Maybe we'll see some Force Ghosts. Maybe not. Right. But this like the anticipation of this not knowing just and all of the possibilities, but knowing enough, knowing enough to know that like, it's, you know, it's Plus, like ah- Ahsoka is like throughout the arc of all the clone war stuff and everything that's happened. And that coming back for the, you know, last couple seasons, she's like top, she's one of the top Jedis now. Fan wise, right? Like people love her. People's favorite star Wars characters. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. And she's never even been. Uh, so let me ask you. Let let's let's wrap up. I, I, I got to ask you a couple things to to, to wrap it up. And, and the first is about Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, let me ask you about Ahsoka last. Let me ask you this. What what do you envision seeing the season end at, and what would you like to see it end at? Or both? I think that they, I think that they're going to get Baby Yoda. They are going to get him. So that they can do whatever they're trying to do right. with them. And they are going to start doing that. Um, I do think that it will be like an ensemble of the good guys that are all for different reasons going after Gideon anyways. Right? Like um, 
Mandalorians are going to be there and Gina Carano and it's going to be like some kind of standoff. They're going to get him and they're going to be next season is trying to get baby Yoda back. Yeah. I think that's probably, dead but enough. whatever they're using him for, they'll shed light on what that is. So we'll know oh, yeah, what they're sure. doing. Exactly. I don't think um, we'll know that probably till next season. No, I think we'll get a sense of it because they're going to get baby Yoda. I'm telling you right now. Oh, for sure. I, I, I totally 100% agree. They're going to yeah. get him. But then Ahsoka, is she going to be there and just gone? Um, like in one episode and come back four episodes later type of thing? Or is she going to be like in two or three episodes in a row? Um, because like you could see him hanging with her and, and trying to do stuff. But then also you could see him going with Bogotan, and I don't know that the three of them are like together all the time either. I think it's going to stay the Mandalorian, and I think those guys will pop it back in or out. But you could see that it's a delicate balance. If you have Bo-Katan or Ky- um, Kylo Ren, holy shit, um, Ahsoka Tano in it too much, they'll take the show. You like you'll want to see. Ahsoka, Ahsoka more than can... you're going to want to see him. She, she'll run off with the show. Bo-Katan could do the same thing. We're like, all right, all right, I get it. He's sensitive and he's figuring out his Mandalorian ways. And it, it stops becoming that uh, gunslinger show of him meeting interesting people and killing them and interesting characters that he teams up with for a little bit, but then he rides off into the sunset and then it's a new adventure all the time. The show totally changes if you do that. So maybe they're doing a Marvel thing where Bo-Katan, you know, she goes off and now you have a whole sideshow you could build off of that. So Katano, she could go off and do her own thing. And now you've got two sideshows right there, all interconnecting and intertwining like Marvel does. Yeah. But if you have all three of them, Ahsoka's going to take the show away. So that was going to be my next question to you was, what happens if it's Rosario Dawson or someone? We know it, it can't be Ashley Eckstein. She just doesn't look anything. You can't, there's nothing you can do unless you just fully CG her. If it's, assume it is Rosario Dawson, fan casting. all Which is years. amazing casting. Like, that's perfect. Well, and, and it literally people for years have been saying. Yeah. You know, that. Yeah. So it's like, it, it would, it's gotta be her. But what if, there's two possibilities. It's like, A, what if she doesn't work like as a live action character? Not possible. And then it's just not B, even possible. With, with with who's producing and writing and the effects that they can do. And she's a great actress. Like she's universally loved pretty much. I, I it, It's impossible. It's not going to happen. But, and Dave Filoni, I think, thinks of Ahsoka as a, an actual daughter. I'm sure he does. So like he would like lord over that part with her and like, no, she wouldn't do this. Yes, she would do this. Um, there's no way that it doesn't work. Zero chance. 0.0% chance. So, okay. This next episode is also written, written and directed by him. So Polony this time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I fucking butterflies in my stomach for this dude, but let me ask you. So my last yeah. question then, Baby. If she does work, assuming she does, which I agree with you, she will. As you were talking about, does she just over fucking shadow everything, and then you're just like, yes. "Fuck this!" When's when's the Ahsoka show coming? I know, I know. Yes, yeah. Great, yeah, what, what, or Baby Yoda, whatever. 
they'll either have to use her so sparingly that you just get like just a little bit of it but like you'll always be like when is she going to come back when it, like they're going to have to figure something out that's going to be it, it is a little bit of pandora's too. box because like i love i love the mando and i love him with baby yoda and right now that's the story it could go a million different places maybe they'll be smart and just like just stay true to that but like once you open that and like knowing you could see more of that if they just decided to do it you could see people getting frustrated with like slower plot lines you're like they could just have just write a fucking more ahsoka in and like we don't need to do this go kill a saber-toothed tiger and bring back the bone to the jawas and they're going to give you a compass so that you can fix your spaceship again like people will lose their patience for that type of speed of storyline knowing <laughs> that like you've got one of the favorite star wars characters at your disposal now like all of that goodwill is gone at that point. John Favreau, like, as you're listening to this and having you describe that episode and being like, "Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though." Like either that or already, like with Bo-Katan, it's like if Bo-Katan isn't in the episode, then it better be Ahsoka. And I love the Gina Carano character. I, I don't even know her name. And the Carl Weathers character. I love those guys. I think her name oh. is Gina Carano. Cara Dune. Oh, yeah. It's close. But, like, I love them. I'm like, bring them back more. That's going to be great. But, again, now that you have these two other characters, well, as long they as did, one of the two of them are in, like, you're going to be happy forever. They They did work Ahsoka into Rebels without her... Over, they did a very good job of having her be part of it, but not be all the time. And also you not feeling like, fuck, where's, when's Ahsoka going to come back? And they did have fucking I, I know, but even episodes back then, they didn't have the final two seasons of um, the Clone Wars cartoon. Right? To like hammer home her full arc. Right. And like, yeah. like yeah. she was popular before and like, you know, a fan favorite. But like she really cemented herself as like one of the main greats in the Star Wars um, legacy after the last two Clone Wars. That well, especially was after those. But even before that, dude, she was huge. Yeah, like I, when I, she was in Rebels, it was people went fucking crazy when she showed up. Yeah, but wait, I know. But then after the last two Clone Wars seasons that were just fucking off the charts good, like right, it's going to yeah. be that times 10. And they better not, like, you're going to have to give us a couple episodes back-to-back to to see her do some stuff. You cannot do five minutes with her and then she's out. Or at that point, I might actually, like, be the first time that you're, like, disappointed in this show. I have not been disappointed yet. But, like, now, yeah, it feels like they're swimming in a lot deeper waters now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I trust them, though. I do too. I, I, I do too. Because you know what? They've probably had these this conversation a million times, like into the late hours of the night, with you know a whiteboard and just talking about exactly this stuff. Like I, I mean, it's so that's it's Filoni's legacy too. So like, yeah, can't fuck up the fuck baby. Up, just... But then, in that screw up like this show, that's been like this breath of fresh air for Star Wars, right? So, like, two things are about to, like, butt heads. <laughs> well, I, I mean, and I one think... One can derail the other very easily. That's... Which was what I was... That's my only worry. 
is like does does the is it just too much power colliding together and and you just like it, it you can't exactly like you said like you're just like okay you know what forget about the mandalorian and and his bounty missions and stuff like it's i'm done now i saw ahsoka like make a left and let's just go there uh, you'll <laughs> always want more of it but I, I think they'll. I think they'll do it well. I think they're, they're, because because it's not like everything hinges on Ahsoka. They, they're setting so many other things up that we have to know now. The dark saber, Bo-Katan, the, 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 the fucking Snokes or whatever the fuck they I are. I know there's a Bokatan going on right now. Boba Fett is still running around out there too. So and plus the main storyline of like what is this baby Yoda trying to do and try to become and how important is he or isn't he? Like right. there's just that too. Yeah, well, right. The whole mystery of him. Did Yoda know that he existed? Like all that stuff. There's so much shit. There is oh, like boy. endless possibilities right now. Uh, it's just the be careful what you wish for thing. The yes. second like rumor Ahsoka and rumor Rosario Dawson would play her is like, oh my God. That feels like the whole universe, just all the stars aligning all right. at the right time and everything's great. But then what? Then it's like, yeah. oh shit! <laughs> now that I've had that, now where do you go from there? Yeah. Should I? T- yeah. The, the I think story they, about the little thing, boy who got everything he ever wished for—he lived happily ever after. You know what? I think that will be true in this. I, I, I hope I, so. I hope so. Uh, what I think one—the the one thing they could do also to solve it is just make every episode as long as this podcast was. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Sorry. And they could cover everything. And no, I'm not. I, dude, look, I, you know what? I get uh, our great friend, Greg, who has been a friend of the show and a guest on the show since day one, just started watching The Mandalorian. Uh, this is a good wrap up. He, he asked me if I could, if he could use my Disney log, login. Uh-huh. I was like, yeah, of course, dude. They Don't admit like that. 30, huh? Don't oh, admit that on the air. People are coming out. Uh, just kidding. Well, uh, I I made him pay for his own membership, but I gave yeah. him a login for a discount. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, so he uh, so he started binge watching it, and he starts texting me, and he it's the first text I got was as soon as the guy said, uh, "Don't you agree?" I couldn't stop laughing because of you and Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. What did you agree? <laughs> Don't you agree? And then there was a few more like that because it's like, and so he had heard us talk about the Mandalorian without having seen it back way back in the day soul. that we were talking about it. And now he's a great, he's he's a great it. man to have done that. And then, and we've, we've, you know, some of our, some of our material has paid off and enhanced his enjoyment of, of the Mandalorian. He's, he's got to love a show course. like that. Like a, a oh, space yeah. gunslinger guy. Just oh, he's taking no that. shit, killing people. Yeah. Greg could be a Mandalorian. <laughs> That's right. If he wanted to be. Get that, get that dude some Beskar. And, uh, <laughs> fucking good to go. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, Charlie, let me ask you one quick question. Just to lead into my next episode, which is going to come probably in December. Yeah, right around the, the time that the world was going to end in 2012. Let me ask you this to plant a seed. Has anything happened in your life you can think of off the top of your head that's significant since 2012 that made absolutely no sense 
that where you were like, this that shouldn't have happened. That just does not track with anything. You're gonna to what kind of scope are you talking about right I'll now? I'll tell. I'll, I'll give you my example. Uh, I got a job at Google. It fell into my lap. I didn't apply for it. I did nothing for it. I was not qualified for it. I didn't even have to go in to interview for it. Uh -huh. A couple of phone calls. I'm working at Google. Mm -hmm. It was a contract job, but I mean, still, literally, a couple of phone calls to me, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, I work at Google. To this day, and I've thought, always thought this, that makes absolutely no fucking sense. Changed my whole career trajectory in terms of day job stuff, making money, how, how I support myself and my kid. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. No sense. And it happened in 2012. Wondering if you, before I give you a little bit of a taste of what this next episode is going to be about, can think of anything that jumps to mind, not that you have to dig and dig around for, but that jumps to mind is like, that didn't fucking make sense. And it happened somewhere since 2012 up till now. Bill, you'd probably know better than I do on stuff like this. You know, you know what's happened to me more than I do. You know that. Like I, I call you and ask you questions about something that happened to me that was more centrally about me than it was you. And you remember it better than I do. So you might have a couple things to offer up. I don't know. I'll eight years through. ago, eight years ago today, I started at the job not to, uh, a month ago. So it would have been 2012. I started at the job I'm at still to this day and went through all the things that I just did to great success. So that, so that was 2012. And, and winding I don't up know if it made sense or didn't make sense. I mean, the outcome was fantastic, but, but it took you into it, but it took you off a road into another one. Yeah, it did. Where you yeah. ended up in a place that it, you would not have pictured in 2012. Am I right? No, it was a, it was a major, uh, like a fork in the road and there's 10 okay. different ways you could go. That's what and I'm talking it, about. And, and that, that is fundamental to where I am right now. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. That kind of thing. The Google, but thing. why 2000, did it have to be 2012? Yes. Because there is a theory that I'm going to talk about. Oh, this is going to freak me out already. That the world did in fact end on 2012, but in 2012 when it was supposed to, but it didn't end in terms of the world blew up or like the movie 2012, but we were, we shifted, shifted into a different parallel universe that we were, that was already existing that we were not on, that we turned into that. And that is why if you look at now some of the, and, and there's, I'm going to, I'm going to go into, there are creepy fucking weird, you're you know, fucking with me right now. Hey, I, examples I, that I will oh, go into no. in the episode. There's, it's more than just you worked at, I worked at Google and you worked at this place. There is some weird shit. It's not just coronavirus and the fact that if I told you eight years ago, Donald Trump was going to be the fucking president and it's not barricading himself in the White House or whatever, while the fucking fires burn and there's protests everywhere and we're, we're borderline people shooting each other in the streets. God, and God knows everything else that, that's gone on. It, if I told you that in 2011 and told you where you would be, I don't think you would have bought that. No, but it is creeping me out because like if, if there has been anything where like a path changed, that's 2012. Like for real. 
like you know where I was at the end of 2011 or the start of 2012 versus today and that is fundamentally when that direction happened yeah and I wasn't doing all that well in 2010 2009 2010 you know things started to get a little better in the 2012 wow there's a lot of other examples Charlie of other things well why did things get better for us and worse for the rest of the world then it's a parallel universe it, it's not necessarily if it's somebody some people got better some people got worse some people maybe relatively the same you know in the other the other time frame we were in i was way skinnier though so i might same. change it and go back for that one same same i was way, way better looking timeline. in the other yeah. timeline me too me too but there's a lot of things uh, though happier and healthier not healthier but happier healthier of mind now a lot, a lot I, of, man that, that is 2012 dude it's 20 it's it's a marking point there's there's things like uh people remember uh the berenstein bears being spelt a certain way and it's not actually spelt that way there's stuff about where the the statue of liberty is versus where everyone thought it was there's like pictures of the Statue of Liberty being in different places before and after. It's crazy stuff, but you know, it's the kind of stuff we talk about on this podcast, Charlie. And it's going to be a really good episode. And I'm going to do it right at that December 21st mark. It'll be the last episode of the year. And that's going to creep. That's going to creep me out. That's when I found out my my son, you know, was going to be born, pregnant with the first kid. The whole job career change, like ultra life change in, in 2012 for me. Huge huge my son too that's what wow yeah what the fuck bill hey there's a lot there's a lot of things charlie there's a lot of things a lot of things people remember that other people don't it's 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 some crazy it's some crazy 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 shit my friend sarah talked told me about it who listens to the show and 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 i said i have to do an episode on that it's it's not aliens but it's paranormal it's it's fucking paranormal and conspiracy chaotic weird quantum craziness that you No, just the more i think about like if you think what was the most impactful year of your life like 2012 is now one of like certainly one of them Uh, same same found out i was going to be a father for the first time was doing nothing good during that time and like oh shit i really got to put everything together right now and then boom all that year i i i got it I got a job at Google for no reason, for no reason. I was not qualified. I didn't apply there. I didn't even go in for an interview. I just all of a sudden worked there. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, look, man, if you pick 2011, I could probably find something though. See, like those type of things are a slippery slope. It is a slippery slope, and that's why what I'm going to talk about in the show is, again, not necessarily just what happened to you as a person, but if you think, if people think, do, can you think of something that is so significant that you think, wow, that really was a, a profound shift Well, in yes, life. I found it out I was going to be a father for the first time, and I made today a, a whole different slew of choices and ended up at a job that I didn't even want to be at, and it led to great things and whatever. But, like... You know, ask any guy who had a found out they were going to be a dad for the first time. They'd pick that year. I just don't know why it happened to be 2012 for me when you said that. But like, if you asked any any father 
they would pick whatever year that they found out their first kid of was going to be born. It just, I, I, in my I, case, I, it happens to be 2012. Right, but it's but also the job thing. If your life shifted, oh, in, like huge, huge in in ways, that, especially just even with your job, ways that you would not have imagined. We can all imagine that you would have had a kid at some point. You'd been married a couple of years already. I had a kid, you know, when I was about to get married. Um, so, it, like, and that was many, many years before 2012. But there's, it, it's 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 all about it, it's about fundamental shifts, the consciousness shift is uh is uh yeah i I, almost instantly became a different person there i will present charlie in the next episode a a lot of uh more again more than just people saying oh this happened to me this happened to me but actual physical apparently according to some people physical evidence of a transformation during from 2012 to now of a physical transformation to where things in the earth moved location and stuff. The Statue of Liberty is apparently not where it was before 2012. And only certain people remember that. (laughs) Okay, this is going to be a fun one. I'll probably be having panic attacks between now and then because like overthinking about all this stuff now. Hey, what I think... if nothing else, With great power all... bill comes great responsibility. You better do this in a way where I'm not freaked out forever for the rest of my life. I will, I will, I will make it very, uh, I will make it very even keeled. And hey, just remember this: look, whatever the fuck happened, if something happened in 2012 to shift us to this, we're ass deep in it now. So what? I mean, we're already in a global pandemic with the craziest political climate and social ever borderline civil war you could possibly imagine outside of the civil war. Yeah. So, I mean, that alone, that alone is, is, is enough to, to make, start making a case based on that. You make a case on that and then you work backwards, which is what I'm going to do in that particular episode, which will be next. So everyone got like their, their personal growth, best wishes, but the whole, Country no. had to go to hell to pay the price of it. No, no, no we're not going to hell. Nothing's <laughs> changed. Nothing. Did we sell changed. our soul in 2012? Where no. what you thought you wanted, and you get it like basically what you thought you wanted, and then it works for you, but just the whole country goes to shit. You've because got of it? you've gotten plenty of fucked up things since 2012. Believe me. Sure. And and now this you know we're we're living in this certain thing. So it's not like you you got the Willy Wonka thing that you quoted earlier. Right, you know about what happened to the guys. All his dreams came true. He lived happily ever right. after. It's right. certainly not that, but it's just that it's just that if whatever para, whatever universe, whatever timeline we were living on, living in, up to 2012, at the end of the Mayan calendar, we are now living on a different one. So whether, oh, and in this new it, one, aliens are real. The old one, they weren't. Clearly, clearly, and I was actually that was kind of going to be my one of the gem little hidden gems in the show that I was going to get. Sorry. It's fine. It's fine. We'll, I'll still be able to pull it off somehow, but it was going to, it was the thing where it's up until that no one, there was no admissions. There was never any missions. There was, Oh, there's this majestic 12 or maybe this, or maybe that. And all of a sudden we get into this timeline and they're like, yeah, there's fucking UFOs. We got pieces of them. Here's some video of it. Go ahead. New York times, put it on your front page. 
whatevs. Yeah, that's that's this timeline. I can't wait for this episode. You don't fuck around. You always say like I'm oh, I'm gonna have it out at this date, and then it's like three months later. Just fucking buckle down on this one. It'll it'll be done soon. Pre 2012, Bill Clear doesn't get to it in time, but post does. So stay true to the timeline. Yeah, Pre 2012, me never would have fucking stuck with this podcast this long either. Irrefutable proof that Irrefutable. this is a different timeline. The Statue of Liberty alone is irrefutable proof that this timeline shift has happened. You'll learn all about it. Charlie's been wearing that shirt for three days, and it's white, and there's not <laughs> any, and it looks just as clean as the first day. That it's irrefutable proof that aliens exist. There's Star Wars again. There was Star yeah. Wars movies with Mark Hamill and shit in them. Yeah. That doesn't track. That wasn't yeah. going to happen. In that was universe. not going to happen. Charlie. Uh, Look, whoever is still listening, by the way, thank you for listening and, uh, you know, hit subscribe if you want and, uh, you know, hit like and, and please subscribe. to the I can't podcast. wait for this next episode. You don't God have to listen you, to all bro. of it. But let me tell you, uh, people love the prequels. The prequels are more popular than the sequels that had fucking Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill in them. Which you think that even just with those people in them, they couldn't have fucked it up. People love the prequels now. Really? They love the prequels. Gizmodo put out a video about why the prequels are terrible like three or four years ago, and it got 27,000 dislikes. People love the prequels now. That... That's not, that doesn't work. The Warriors, the Golden State Warriors, the worst team in basketball <laughs> for 30 years, were the dominant force in the NBA for four years, for four to five years. They have the all-time wins record in a season. The Golden State Warriors. <laughs> well, they were just due, Bill. Those ones aren't going to blow my mind. Some fundamental shift, personally, in that year, it's just a coincidence that you said 2012. It might all be bullshit, Charlie. But whatever the case is, if you just look around the world today, something changed in our consciousness, in our way. Just something happened at some point that started leading to this. Because well, we were not on track for this yeah. in 2012. And I'm not saying it's because who was president or who was this or that. None of that. We just, we're not on track for what we are at right now. And then the fact that we have a, a, a goddamn pandemic from the fucking 1300s. You know, the kind of thing you, you read about happened in 1918. Now, now we're happening. Now in 2020, when we can fucking make cars that dance and, and robots. And, and, and we can't cure this fucking flu thing. No, we, we, we have like uh, open racism and civil war is a thing again. It's a thing. It's like a real, both are things that like, you know, they were still racists all over the place, but they were, they were allowed, you know, they're quiet and hidden about that shit. And it was underground <laughs> yeah. and uh, they do the basically had a country. And, yeah, right. Like you at least had to look over your shoulder if you're going to say some shit like that. Now, like, you just do it in the open. There's almost a civil war again. It's 
going to be tied loosely to, to, to race inequality again, if it does happen. Right. Like, right. Yeah. It's strange times, dude. And there, and there, and there may be a reason there may be. And if someone asks you in 2012, if like, do you think it's possible that like, we're going to have a civil war and it will be loosely tied to like racial issues in certain aspects of it. Like, no, not possible. While there's a, by, while there's a global pandemic, yeah. And, uh, and, and Donald Trump's the president? No, never in a million fucking years. And, no. And, you know, and you can keep adding it up. You can just keep adding it up from there. You, you just, just keep adding and adding. I got to go, uh, Bill. I, I, Charlie, just don't worry about it. You're living on a timeline that you're living on. So am I. I Things are fine. We're, we're, we're all living thoughts. on this timeline. We're not going to hell. We're not, you know, we're just on a different, we're just possibly, possibly, possibly living on a skewed on a timeline that's skewed off on and 2012 and hey you know what we're lucky to be alive at least the world didn't blow up we, we got to keep going just on a different track and you know what we got on that track the mandalorian this we is got the, the mandalorian this is the way so say you. we all so say we all this is the way i have spoken you have spoken and now she will have spoken Pop Talk and Aliens, the William Clear Podcast.